Happy New Year, Max. Thank you. You look very clean cut today. Yeah. My girlfriend got me some uh, mustache wax for Christmas. Okay. So I've okay. Been so you got a like little bit. To... Well, right now I don't have any, but I've been styling my mustache. So I have to be clean shaven, you know, to look hard. Well, you got a little piece of hair sticking over that side. So you got to. Yeah. Gotta... It's, I need to put some on. Maybe during the intro, I'll get my mustache wax up. Your mustache pomade going properly. All right. Yeah. We, we're not going to dilly-dally around too much. we got a lot to talk about. And I'm actually flying out of her tonight, so we are recording before that. Let's hit that intro and get ready to talk. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Lefty the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our city. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first podcast of 2024. Going into our sixth year of podcasting. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Left and Right. Over to my virtual right, left, whatever. This is the professor of everything, looking ever so chipper and clean. The infamous one, professor of everything. Maximus Mortimus. Hello, Max. How are you? I'm doing actually good. I did uh, an exam today. Hang out, hanged out a bit in the morning. Uh, yeah, it has started pretty good. It was freezing though. It was like minus twenty Celsius. Oh, okay. so that's that's like cold. It was so cold. Like when I was starting the car, it almost didn't start. You know. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm actually about to be in some cold weather. Up in Lukama here this weekend coming. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. First, we have to say some thank yous. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody out there. Uh, what an awesome 2023 the podcast had and, and myself. And that's because of you guys out there. Thank you for everything, for all the support. Uh, we can't do this without you. Obviously, the travels that I did wasn't without the support from you guys. It was great. 17 events. I had a blast. I'm starting off the three right off the bat here uh, this, this, uh, this year. And um, that wasn't be possible without you guys under the NNRC squad for all your help. Thank you, Max, for all your help with the podcast in 2023 and uh, with, continuing with us in 2024. And uh, thank you to the NNRC squad and everybody that just supports us around the year, around the world. 
I will be traveling this year, but I'll also be doing podcasts. Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to be doing them as frequently as once a week, once we get traveling. But when I am home, we're going to make up for it. And I, I am taking my stuff with me to try and do podcasts on the road, but it's a little bit difficult because of just, you know, getting time to do it and having a place to do it and all that type of stuff as well. But I, I do take my stuff with me. Uh, I, I don't foresee any long, long five, six week uh, stints away from home. Maybe the maximum might be three weeks. So we'll see. Uh, with that said, also, I'd like to say thank you to all these companies who are still with us. I believe I haven't heard nothing yet. So maybe some of them might leave. Uh, but Invisible Speed RC, High Tech RC, Sampadal USA is now Corsatech USA because Hefty is now the Corsatech USA importer or distributor or, or dealer there in America. Uh, so you switched it over to Corsatech, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race Tires, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Stacked RC, Car RC. We've, we've uh, started a partnership as well, as well as the RC Box Club. I need to get that logo up on her. If you guys can see, I got my RC box the other day. We did a live unboxing of that. Thank you to Mark Santa Maria for that. Shout out to Donathan RC as well. Racecraft USA. Shout out to the Florida RC, 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 RC Championships. I'll be going to that, the first round at Dean's All Out as well at the near the end of January. I can't wait for that first round of that. WRCE Elite RC Productions. Uh, shout out to my boy SJ Racing, Gene Structure. And if you need to get anything, anything built, check him out. RCGP, House of RC, our drivers, David Ronafalk. Well, G Tebow is retired, so he can't be a driver anymore. So we got to find a new American 1-8 scale driver. Uh, Robert Badier, Alexander Hagberg, and uh, our, our Mexican co-host, who now works for Hobby Wing, Maddie G. So congratulations to him on that new job at Hobby Wing. Thank you to all those companies for their support and those drivers for their support. Remember, everybody, in the written description of this podcast, you can find links. Uh, there are some coupon codes that can save you some money. There are some affiliate links that help us get a little bit of money. Some of them don't have any at all. Uh, just a link. If you do buy something, say thank you. I've heard about this on the NNRC. Also, I have to say thank you to our NNRP, NNRC patrons and YouTube members. That's continuing to grow. You guys go to Extra Mile, help us out financially. A lot of our patron members won in the Christmas show. So you get early release of podcasts. You get already entered into all giveaways. And uh, if you just want to help the podcast out a little bit financially, you can via Patreon or via YouTube membership. The links for that are in the written description of this podcast as well. All right, Max. With that said, I do have an announcement to make. We did have a Christmas show. We did have winners of many prizes. If you want a prize, you need to go listen to that show, show 265, I believe it is, of the NNRC. Find out what you won. Shoot me an email, the no name rcpc at gmail.com. If you have address, what you won, and your name. If I'm giving people like to the middle of January, if nobody, if, if people don't, I've gotten a few emails from people. I got them. I have received them. If you haven't shot me an email yet by the middle of January, then those prizes, we're just not going to give them away because you got to go on there and listen to see if you won. You know, that's how it works. You go on there, see if you won. Listen and see if you won. Patrons were included, YouTube members are included, and we picked people from the audience to, to, to win as well. You might have won something, but you got to go listen to that podcast. Also, I need you guys to help us out a little bit, Max. We are now at, let me check this out. Oh, did we get your Christmas present? No. I don't think we did. I'm about to check that. We are at fourth at this at this time. We have four thousand six hundred and seventy nine subs subscribers. The, 
the NNRC YouTube page. I don't. I know a lot of people listen to this on audio. Maybe people don't watch podcasts. But I know if you if you guys over there in the audio land, thank you. I appreciate all the numbers you guys have given us. Don't forget to leave reviews. But just hop on over to the YouTube world and just give us a like and a sub, a dislike. Leave a comment. Help us get to five thousand. We want to get to that milestone yeah. of. 5, we need three hundred and twenty-one people. Okay, Mass that's man, exactly man. the amount of people we need. To get to five thousand, that was Keenan's Christmas present. But obviously, that's fucked now. <laughs> but I, I should have had something else planned, you know, from from the community. That's all right. But, that's fine. That's all I asked for is that support. It's a late, right it's a late Christmas present. Exactly. When do you have your birthday, by the way? You have it July. Coming. I hope we have it July. before July. Let's have yeah, this I before hope, July. Yeah. yeah. I like to be going like five thousand five hundred or more by July. All right, but it help, definitely helps us out. We greatly appreciate it. And remember, go back to episode 265. Check it out. See if you won something. There was also some people, some people that won on episode 266, lefty off the record, was, which was off the hook, by the way. I went three and a half I hours, and I didn't even know. Yeah. it was. I, I was in rant mode. So it was good. And we also had Carl RC come on and do some giveaways and stuff like that. So some people wanted that. Um, real quick, Max, let's have a quick catch up. How was your Christmas? How was your holidays? My holidays were actually pretty good. Um, I first spent a week with my parents. You know, we have this uh, timeshare um, uh, in central Finland, which is actually really close to where my girlfriend's parents live. So we decided that we would go there with my parents and then end up staying there with my girlfriend's parents for the Christmas. And uh, we we initially planned to go back to my parents for New Year's, but then it was like, yeah, two weeks of traveling, uh, hanging out with uh, our parents. Like, yeah, we needed some together time. So, yeah, Christmas was nice. Ate a lot of food again. Probably gained a bit more of that weight I talked about the last episode. Um, and yeah, like before New Year's, we went to listen to some music, some rock and roll, you know. Got a bit drunk, had a bit of a hangover on Sunday, but uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty good like. What was it like? We spoke like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't say it's been a quiet Easter. Easter. <laughs> See, I'm so far ahead. It's been a quiet uh, Christmas. It was a quiet Christmas for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, it, you're right. You're right. It has something to do with Jesus, both of them. So it's easy. To yes, get this is true. Up. This is true. Actually, Easter, I'll be in Portugal, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, it was a very quiet, quiet Christmas for me. My wife was working at her bar, so she was like open Christmas day and we had dinner. up. Here they do the 24th is like when they do the dinner. So we went up to her parents' house for dinner. My 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 daughter got what she wanted. She wanted some skates and stuff like that. My son got a control for PlayStation. Got his play. Got his his uh PC fixed as well. He also got an RC boat. Thanks to Blake Baker for that. Uh, so the people <laughs> like, oh, that's an RC boat underneath that Christmas tree. Yes, it was. It's a forty-eight inch gas, twenty-six cc stock gas uh Rico racing catamaran. My daughter also got a boat. It's actually mine, but it's hers. That's another deep V. <laughs> That was my that's Christmas a, gift to me. That's like a pro tip to getting around your wife to get yourself <laughs> some RC <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, pretty laid back. I did take a few days off. No RC. Very hard to do. Very hard to turn off. 
especially if silly season game. My silly season slowed down a little bit. Um, and then I did a lefty off the record. That was fun. Then I celebrated New Year's, which was quiet. I don't even think I was up when New Year's happened. And then um, obviously I said, hey, we should record because tonight, as we're recording this, it's Tuesday, 12, 12, 1, 1 p.m. EST. I said, we need to talk about the silly season stuff and RC news that's going on because I actually fly out to Tonight, well, early this early Wednesday morning, 4 a.m., to embark on my three race tour of the southeast again. I go to Beast of the East up in Lukama. I'll be there this weekend. It's 10 scale and 8 scale. Looking forward to that new facility, new race program. You know, with Danny, Gene Strout, and Patrick. Then we meet Lance, who's actually going up to the Clash at Hoosa RC Hobbyplex up in Indiana, which is another big 10 scale race. We meet Lance next week at his house. And then we go up to SIC, which is kind of like the big. Big start of the 1-8 race season in America, I would say. Uh, doesn't look like Team Associated is getting to that. Though. They're having some tested tuna that weekend. Um, and then I come back down to Florida. Then we go to Dean's All Out in Orlando, Opoka, for the first round of the Florida RC Championships, which I'm looking forward to. Then it's home. I have nothing planned for Wednesday. For Wednesday. For February so far. there, Like no, I said, there are talks. Hmm? No SIC. SIC is going. this following weekend. It's I'm going to SIC. Now? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. It was in your spiel. Yes, you missed it. You blanked oh, out. Okay. Like I, I blank I, out I when you go in science, man. Uh, <laughs> hope there. Like I said, there was some talk about me going to South Africa. This I'm waiting for this general people to reach out to me again. I haven't, I haven't heard from them, so I don't think it's going to happen. But as we know, lots of things can change. Uh, so nothing on the books for February yet. Uh, early March, I would like to go to Buggyland because they're going to have JCC there. Uh, it's going to be at Dean's All Out as well. So I'm, I really want to go to that. And then um, I am going to Portugal for two weeks. I am going up for IBC uh, Easter, end of March. And then I'm actually staying for the eBuggy World Cup that they're having in another track. I'm not, I can't remember the name, but it's not going to be at Barcelos. It's going to be at a different track. I'm staying for that, and that's what RC Racing TV is going to do the coverage of that. So that's my first three months in a nutshell. I'm looking forward to it. Do not will not be at PMB this year. I'm going to be in Portugal. Live RC, I believe, is doing the coverage from what I heard uh, at uh, PMB. So I think I am going to uh, going to go do the events in Portugal, which is cool. Uh, I don't have any, I just want to say also happy new year to everybody out there. I hope you guys had a very good holiday, very good prosperous new year. It's a new year. I know we also are new year, new beginning. Yeah, it's just a new year. Let's try and make it better than 2023. Let's all be RC ambassadors and grow it. And I, I hope if you did have a bad new 2023, I hope 2024 is bad, better for you guys. And, um, let's make it better. And, uh, you know, what's we're, training? We're, we're going to make it better with the RC, no, no name RC podcast. So, like I said, pretty chilled for me, Max. Nothing really serious, nothing too ostentatious. Just a relaxed Christmas at home. Now I'm going on the road for three weeks. So, well, just shy of three weeks. So That's pretty good. crazy. Oh, is this, SIC is this weekend? Next weekend. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that's why so I'm confused. It's, yeah, yeah, I yeah. go, we, it's in Alabama the following Padova. weekend. But Padova is this weekend. Yeah, because yeah. I saw the Killex are going to that. Killex are going to that. All right. With that, Max, we do have a lot of uh, RC news and silly season news to talk about. 
that's what we're going to talk about today as well as take some questions. We're trying to keep this at two hours. Don't worry, Max is already investigating and looking for a power cord for his for his camera. Next, he's going to need a power cord for his mics because they're probably not going to last two hours, which they should. But uh, I think we should go right into the Invisible uh, Invisible Speed and High Tech RC News. This is brought to you by Invisible Speed. You can find links for Invisible Speed in the in the uh, written description below, as well as for High Tech. Thank you to High Tech RC for all their support over the last couple of years. They celebrated the 50th anniversary last year. I'm actually charging up some batteries with my new RDX 1000, and I'm waiting for their new servers to come so I can cop some of them for my uh, my. I am going to be building some new 180 scale rides here in 2024, new Mayakas. So looking forward to that. So with that said, let's uh, say thank you to High Tech for all their support and thank you to the uh, Invisible Speed for all their support. And let's hear from JQ. And there's links for the Invisible Speed and High Tech in the written description of this podcast. Stop scrolling. You want to be Lewis Hamilton? Learn something new with Invisible Speed. You can't do everything at 100% maximum speed. You have to be smooth. I mean, when you drive a real car, if you drive a real car, how do you, do you just, when you get to a 90 degree corner to t- turn into the parking lot, do you go like that with the steering wheel? Do you like slam on the throttle and the brake? No, you probably turn the wheel smooth and get on the throttle smooth. Same thing with an RC car. If you want to learn more and make your speed visible, stop scrolling. Stop scrolling. Uh, I was talking to Joseph. I actually popped in and some of the invisible speed meetings of Bruno Coelho. And uh, I didn't, I missed the Ryan Lutz one, but I did jump into the Coelho ones. They're very good. And Joseph says he has three new invisible speed drivers joining invisible speed this year. So that's good. If you want to make your speed visible, go over there. Invisible speed not use our affiliate link helps us out. Also, if you decide to buy some high tech stuff, check out Amen. They have them as well. I know that. Let them know that you heard about it on the No Name RC podcast. All right, Max. So are we going to start out with some general news? New Associated B7. This got everybody hot and hot and heavy last week, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm well, sure you're going to, you know what? We're giving you a limit say, of geeking out. You, and a new safe word today. for you this year. New safe oh. word for you. Kumquat. Kumquat? Yes. Oh, my God. I like watermelon seed better, to be honest. And maybe I'll get used to it. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. All right. So bring up. You want, you want me to go? You want me to just go straight into it? Like, oh. Yeah, okay. let's go straight into the associated B7 teasers because you have the okay. link here. Let me, let me. This is for the two wheel drive, correct? Yeah, yeah. B7 is two wheel drive. Right. Because they have a B7 four wheel drive, if I'm not mistaken. Or is yeah, that the B7? it's like B74.2 now okay right i knew i wasn't going crazy so why did it so there's no there's no b7 two-wheel drive no no it was a b6 oh really i did not know that yeah i'm so an basically, they released this set they are going to release like the seven part video series for the car release but it's been really weird because like they've been teasing about it but then they're like showing full photos of it so I don't really know what's the what's what's the. Well, how long back. is the video? Um, six minutes. In the beginning, oh, no, we, we can't watch that. So I don't think we're gonna. Yeah, you can go to well, actually, on Circus fun. RC right now, I believe. So you can check it out on Circus yeah. RC. But uh, let's check out some of these pictures. Yeah. So looking at these pictures, the biggest differences you can immediately see uh, is the 
well it's it's a bit far away but if you look at it you can see that the motor mount instead of having the standard plate that goes all around now it's just a uh, a little you know low plate it's it's a bit thicker but it's still like only here on the bottom of the engine obviously to put some um weight more low uh one of the big things that associated kept since the like first b6 was the battery tray so they finally updated it and it's a bit ironic since <laughs> x-ray kind of straight up just put the b6.4 into a copy machine and made their own car well this is like 100 percent same as the x-ray uh battery mount so uh, it's glad to see that it goes both ways um but yeah this was a probably a good and like it's been a long while uh but they have that they have should have updated the battery tray but that's not like gonna add much to performance to be honest um another thing i really seem to like is it from at least this angle it looks the server mount is instead of having the um three-piece server mount with uh aluminum stands and then the plastics uh top piece it looks like they finally went for a full one piece uh mount which obviously good um and uh yeah that's that's about this picture only thing you can see here is the front uh, anti-roll bar you can see that it's um going behind the arm instead of going in the front which is nice and uh, here you can see a little sneak peek of the front uh, ball stud attachment. Instead of being to the hub, it's attached by um, this sort of carbon plate. So you can fine tune the position of that by changing the plate or by changing the height of the link, which is nice. And here you can see more of the one piece server mount. Lighter, more sturdy, you know, less flex and all that which is nice. Um, I'm not exactly sure if they've updated the side guards. Could have, could have not. Um, was there something else about these two? I think the steering is rather similar still, at, as far as I'm concerned. Steering seems to be the same, but it has been, I think, the strong point of the car. But here, uh, Probably the most interesting one is the rear anti-roll bar. I've wondered why nobody has done it before where they've attached the roll bar instead of above the drive shaft, below the drive shaft. Uh, but yeah, now they finally done it. And apparently from what I heard some rumors on Discord of some people that may know or may not know, <laughs> I have no idea, but Apparently, the guy who is now the designer of this car um, has been, you know, um, into on-road before. So maybe this is why he has this, you know, um, getting everything low as a more of a priority, as well as the classic, you know, no um, play uh, anti-roll bar mounting. But yeah, I think, to be honest, I would have expected more, you know? I thought you was going to be happy about this. I mean, 
I think I, I would rather have released this as a 6.5 than a 7. Okay. Well, you did that's, like the front plates and you like this in the sway bar. Yeah, I mean, they're nice, but it's like very like small things in the big picture. Like how much weight do they get lower? They get maybe like what 10 to 15 grams, maybe like 10 millimeters lower. Like that's what that what's that going to do in the big, big picture? Probably not. A lot much. apparently to you guys, 1 millimeter makes a difference, so well, yeah, in geometry, but this is just, this is kind of secondary to that. The geometry is still mostly the same. They mm -hmm. went back to the narrow pivots in the rear. I do not know why. Like, I'm, I'm assuming they liked it more, but uh, it's, it's weird because they went to the narrow pivots on the B6.2. Then they reverted back to the wide ones on the B6.3. And then since then, they've kept running the wide ones. So, okay. yeah, I don't mm. know what. But I think yeah, I think this was just kind of getting rid of bad old parts, you know, because a new designer, you want to have like a good baseline you can work with, because like let's be honest, the old car had a lot of you know, I'm not gonna say bad parts, you know, because they're like that they're bad parts, but it's kind of like the car has evolved and some. Mm -hmm don't allow enough room in some place where you want to put something or you want to move stuff around, whichever thing it'll be. You kind of have to make these larger updates, even though it doesn't necessarily update much in terms of geometry. Kind of like the B4 for the H-scale. Like, yeah, they updated a lot of stuff. Um, E-buggy are probably the biggest in terms of like structural updates, but the Nitro is essentially the same as the old one. Obviously, the front end had a huge revamp in terms of geometry, but the rear end was almost identical in terms of geometry, just new hubs, you know, new plastic parts, new molds, stuff like that. But I mean, somewhat that is to be expected, you know. I think a lot of these cars are kind of, they are, you know, reaching the upper limits of we can do. And we can see, like, you can pick up an S-Works, a Mugen, or um, the old HB, a Mayako, the new associate is a bit different, the front end, but the old associated front end. Uh, but all of these are like, they have like one or two differences that are a bit more major, but everything else is within like a few millimeters. Yeah, it's the, all of them handle like a different car, but I think, you know, like it, it's evolving naturally. Like even Tensco, like tool drives or every single car is pretty much the same these days. Like, yeah, that's just like the shock star in front of the shock tower behind it, or wide pivot in the rear or narrow pivot in the rear. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think we are naturally evolving to a point where like we are finding what works on the conditions we are working with. Okay. Texo is the only one I can imagine that has had good results by doing something, something completely different, you know? Well, also, as more and more, as carpet and astro becomes more and more of a popular surface in the USA, we're starting to see these cars starting to, you know, pretty much, like you said, getting everything lower and, you know, higher, lower center of CG and all that stuff to do the high traction, high speed of carpet. All right. Um, moving on. Did you want well, to talk also, about... 
Okay. Also, I, I want to say, am I going to have to kumquat you? No, 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 no. Don't kumquat me, man. Uh, I was going to say, because I said Techno is the only one doing something different. In 10 scale, obviously, Schumacher is doing something different. I think Touring Automatics is doing something different. And I'd say to some extent, Kyosho and 8 scale, they have their own you know, philosophy of a car. Like Mugen, Associated S-Works, all of these cars have the same basic idea. How it yeah, works. but Mugen was first. Yeah, Mugen was first. But I think, like, I wouldn't say A that much, but S-Works for sure has tuned the Mugen and is more from, more away from Mugen than the AE was, in my opinion. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, Mata Mata Sakura, because you have to give we know you have to geek all oh, the yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah, drivers. Yeah. He was at the velodrome doing some velodrome. Ooh, I forgot we had to add something to uh silly season power out at uh infinity. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. He's doing something, his own type horror racing or something. Not sure what it's okay. all about. We're gonna get into silly season as soon as Max gets done geeking out on this stuff. Also, if you guys want to see this, what we're looking at, you can check us out on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that like sub notification button. Okay. If you're listening Let's to look some at audio. the velodrome. I'm pretty sure there was a video about this. Or was it? Um, I don't know, but I'll add you to the stage. So anyway, what was this all about that had you all hot and hot? Okay. And heavy? So I think, okay, here's here's my thing. You know, when I was a kid, I mm -hmm. saw that Honda I don't know if it was Button or who was running it in that um, Salt Desert, like the fastest ever speed an F1 car has gone. And then, you know, uh, all these types of like crazy speed runs or whatever, but done by, you know, professional like F1 team or whatever. I think that's really cool. Okay. And when I saw this, I was like, yeah. That's that's that that reminded of me of that, you know, like, you know, Red Bull has done all of these weird stuff like driving an F1 car on ice or or the, even the Pastrana, you know, videos where they drive or can block videos where they drive through a city. You know, that's cool because it's like taking something out of where it should be and taking like in some way a performance, taking it to the absolute limit. OK, so that's why I thought it was cool. But basically what they did. Um, but they ran 120 kilometers an hour uh, around this uh, velodrome. I don't really know what it's for. Is it like for biking or like wa what what they use uh, this type of velodrome in? But yeah, basically they ran an RC car for 120 kilometers an hour. Uh, and I think he ran it with, uh, yeah, it was a touring car. So I, I do I do have some nostalgic uh, memories to this type of stuff too because the first ever RC car magazine I picked up was them running in a velodrome uh, in nineteen it was nineteen ninety that's how old it was in nineteen ninety one you was not even you was you wasn't even a thought at that time yeah. I don't think Max and um it showed all the cars they look like stock cars they're all lined up on the velodrome which I do believe might be in Indiana. <clears throat> Um, because actually we do have another podcast coming up with track rats and uh, the mangler talks about this. Uh, and that brings back some nostalgic memory, like having that magazine. That was my first exposure to real RC, looking at those cars, freaking out on that. 
And um, so I could understand this. Um, that's pretty cool. We need more stuff like this. This is the type of stuff that gets people. It's it's like the bait, you know. You yeah, got them, exactly. you hook them, and you get them, and then you reel them in. Hopefully, that's it's a lot of things like this. This type of stuff, putting some some faces to you, doing something crazy stuff like that. Like it's kind of like what Dude Perfect also done with those crazy jumps and all that type of stuff, and um, all that good stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I, don't don't bring that. That's like the lowest of the low. Say yeah, but it doesn't. Like, it, no. it it attracts people. I know. It I know. Attracts I know, people. I know. All right. It, it's the same, uh, you know, fascination as the right. trick shots so, or whatever. I think it's awesome. Are we going to geek out? You wanted to geek out in the accent touring car. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a geek out, but I think. No kumquats uh, needed in this one. No, I don't think so. But yeah, I, I saw this. So uh, Akio Sabu, he drives this one as well as. Um, can't remember his name, but he made the world's uh, main. When it was in Italy in 2022, mm-hmm. so they made two A mains with this car. Um, but I'm I'm like a little bit fascinated because I don't necessarily understand like what this brand is because they before they used a lot of Yokomo parts and I believe they still use a lot of Yokomo parts, but okay. it's their own car. So I don't really know, but I think at this stage, it's 100% their own car, you know, own release. But it's an interesting car, you know. It's it's kind of between, you know, the old and the new. You know, carbon arms um, with, like, almost no plastic parts. So, like, very close to something like an automatics, but still they use, like... Um, the old style shocks instead of anything like rotary shocks and uh the hub attachment is like an aluminium piece and it has a hinge pin too so it's not mm. like a pivot ball attachment so i thought this is like an interesting car especially for the fact that they still have quite good results with this um sabu has been quite fast uh, uh, when he goes to races um outside of asia and uh yeah but i think it's a interesting brand i think it's like 100 percent japanese i'm not gonna say japanese because then if i say japanese it's gonna be chinese and if i say chinese it's actually japanese but i'm pretty sure they are closely uh oh yeah it's japanese manufacturer okay okay um did you want me to put yeah. it back up or did you want to look at it some more no i think i think we're good okay but yeah, All right. it's a, it's an interesting chassis. It's nothing uh, spectacular, but I think it's a because I think Yokomo is kind of like I don't know what's happening with Yokomo. Like to me, this is kind of Yokomo now because all of the drivers that yeah, but they sound like touring car drivers. No, 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 yeah, no, no, so, no, no, no. So that's why I'm confused mm-hmm. because Yokomo has their cars, but a lot of Yokomo drivers are sponsored by Axon. For example, Crap was sponsored by Axon. Really? So I don't know what's yeah, at least the last time I saw. So I'm like wondering like what's going on. Like, because before Axon used to make like just parts, you know, spur gear, stuff like that. Uh and like conversion kits to the Yokomo. Mm-hmm. But now they have their own cars. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Maybe someone who knows more can explain it to me. All right. Next up, 
is HRCR, Brian Eider and the crew. They are actually going to be holding the Roar 1-8 scale fuel nationals this year, but now they're also, so he's geeking out on gas truck and they're going to have the Adam Drake presents the 2004, 2024 gas track, gas truck nationals, national July 12th to 14th, 2024. Now this is actually something I would like to go to. I might even want to race in it, even though I don't know if I'll be doing any type of racing. You know, I'm a big gas truck enthusiast. I have a bunch back there. I'm, I was working on my Ignite Design RC this morning, actually. It's in pieces now. I got to put it back. I'm not going to have time before I leave. Uh, but they're going to have gas truck, electric truck, two-wheel drive, brushed vintage buggy, two-wheel, two-wheel drive rear motor buggy, two-wheel drive modern buggy, four-wheel drive modern buggy, two-wheel drive SCT, four-wheel drive SCT, and mini truck. So I think last time we recorded, somebody asked about vintage stuff. So here we have vintage cars going there, even though I believe we're probably going to see a lot of these Ignite design RC trucks running here because it's a gas truck with a modern twist. You can get parts for them. So, and also, you'll get a chance to win a Mugen MST-1 gas truck signed by Adam Drake. I am, I am making a plea to anybody out there right now. If you have an MST brass, MST-1 brass idler, I will give you my left nut for it. That's how much I want one. I want one for my MST. Not literally. I will not do that. But that's how bad not I even, want one. Not even the car. Just the idler gear, right? Just the idler gear. Because it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Because that was the weak spot on the MST-1s. And they made the, uh, a company made brass idler gears for them back in the day. But I'm desperately looking one. Looking for one. Like, anywhere in the world. Just let me know. Like, there's some guys down in Australia looking for them as well and everything. But I think this is pretty cool. I hope it gets well attended. We always hear about people seeing, saying, bring back gas truck, do this, do that. Well, here's your chance to go up there and, and participate in it. July 12th, 14, 2024 at HRCR, which is actually a very looking great, great looking facility. Uh, it looks good up there. It, uh, it's going to have the, the 12, the eight scale nationals, which I'm hoping to be at myself. Uh, I'm planning, I want to be there. So I'm going to try and make it happen. And I am absolutely, and I think it's cool. And speaking of gas trucks, our sponsor, Ignite Design RC, came out with their new T4 conversion. I have the T6.2. So this is the latest iteration of it. And they just released some pictures that was up for pre-order her short uh, uh, the other day. And now it is uh, up and going. And it is a beautiful piece of kit. Okay. I have to make a confession. Oh, Lord. Okay. You're going to like it, actually. I think you're okay. going like, to love it. You know, I've always said, you know, Chuggy sucks. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't changed one bit. I think, I, actually, since I saw, like, Drake's gas truck looking all sexy and stuff, I was like, yeah, why the hell do we even run Chuggy? What you what appeals to you about this, Max? Well, that's where I'm going to next. So thanks. Actually, mm -hmm. thank you for asking. It's almost like we planned this, but we didn't. We did. We didn't. Obviously, we didn't. So what appeals to me is this. I had a little bit of a rant about this on Discord one day, and that made like a light bulb turn on in my head. But, you know, when you're running a touring car, you know, or running a pan car, 
it's two completely different machines, two completely different structures. Another is tool drive, another is four drive, another has a solid axle, another has independent suspension, you know? When you're running um, uh, an eight scale GT car or an eight scale IC track car, you know? Again, a completely different thing, you know? Another is belt driven based on a narrower, you know, chassis, like foam tires, all that stuff, you know, very different body shell, different aerodynamics play a lot of role. And same thing with 10 scale, we have two wheel drive and four wheel drive, you know, different type of drive train. But then for some reason, when it comes to eight scale, we have two different classes. We have eight scale buggy, it's four wheel driven, it's about 300 uh, millimeters wide, a bit over 300 millimeters long. Um, it has a rear wing, it has a body shell that looks like a buggy with the both of the towers visible, okay? And then we have a truggy class that's a bit over 400 millimeters wide, about 400 millimeters long, with slightly bigger tires, still four-wheel driven, still has a rear wing, still has the same front shock towers and the body shell. Only difference being it's just a little bit stretched out at some part, parts, okay? And wider. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger tank. Or, yeah, bigger tank. Easy to drive. Different, well, a little, but like, if if no one drove a truggy, would you know that it's easier to drive? Or if you made a, like, if someone now made a buggy class that was 350 millimeters wide, and the tire rules allowed for 130 centimeter tires uh, diameter, a millimeter tire diameter, everyone would be like, why? What's the point of this class? Well, that's exactly the same as what we have now with Truggy. It offers almost nothing different to a buggy. It's a little bit bigger. It, ha it has a little bit bigger tires, so it handles differently, yeah. Where a stadium truck is a completely different concept, even in tank scale, I'd argue more for short course and stadium truck to be classes in 10 scale than the truggy be a competitive class in 8 scale. And the reason being that the whole, the whole tire structure is different. The whole car structure is different. Instead of having a narrow, agile car, you have a wide car with very wide and puffy tires. Instead of having low sidewalls, you have high sidewalls, you know? difference between like an F1 or, you know, a world endurance car, you know, back in the day. In modern day, they are much more close, but back in the day. And that's, to me, that is the sole purpose of having different classes in RC. What classes offer the most significant differences in handling and what, what make the most sense, sort of say? So I would assume that you're on the, you are part of the group of people that want the Earl Truggy body back. You've said this before. So you, you think Actually, that? No. Okay. Because that's essentially, if you think about it, that's kind of the same as saying, you know, um, oh, let's just put a Truggy body on a tool drive, you know, and call it stadium truck. No, that's, that's not going to change the dynamic of the class or like the mini Truggy in 10 scale, you know. It's not different enough, you know, 
in my opinion, to make sense. Um, <laughs> so, uh, to be honest, like Mini Truggy has actually more argument than the Truggy. But basically, you know, the tire structure is the same. It's just bigger. Okay. I'm going to come quat you on this one. Okay. So what you're trying to say is you would like to see gas truck come by back. 100%. Bec 100%. Okay. And not only, so there's, there's no mistaking. There is, there is absolutely no, the proof isn't important. Gas truck produced great drivers like Jared Tebow, Ryan Mayfield, all, you know, all these, like you, you talked to Greg back in the day when he talks about how gas truck was bigger than eight scale and all that type of stuff. It definitely is a very great beginner program for, People getting into it. It teaches you throttle control. It teaches you all that good stuff. Now, I know a lot of people say that they went away because the tracks got different and, you know, they were too big for them and all that type of stuff. Okay, but I think they can handle them now. Here's, the, here's my point to this, which I think this is what makes me sound like an absolute genius, okay? okay. So, you know, back in the day, we used to run 10-scale outdoors, but we stopped because it either always rain, we wanted it to be high grip, the grip is very volatile, we wanted the cars to be good on carpet and indoors because that was like the new big thing. But then, you know, we still had a few races outdoors. So we had it had, it, had to make a way where they could manage both. But at the end of the day, that's not smart from a manufacturer. Why would you release a rear motor car if in the end of the day, maybe someone at the back of a forest runs it for one race once, you know? So now, instead of tracks like Hot Rod Hobbies still existing, a lot, like I'd say probably 75% of East Coast tracks are like the best possible size for a stadium truck. A little bit too small for eight scale, a little bit too big for 10 scale. So here's my argument now. To all those people who would like to rather race 10 scale outdoors, they start racing stadium trucks, electric or nitro, whichever they like. Everyone who, you know, wants to go back to uh, gas truck can go back to gas truck. But the fact that there would be more, like you could run a race where instead of, like in Florida, they already run like 10, 10 scale and eight scale at the same race. But instead of now that 10 scale really being shitty at those tracks, now you could run gas truck, you know, big tires, they produce more grip, you know, um, wider car, it's easier to control than a 10 scale. But then again, it's still more difficult and more light than the eight scale buggy. It's a completely different class. So I think like, for example, something like PMB. Yeah, no, you can't really run a stadium truck as they currently are or, or a gas truck. That's they currently are. At AMS, you think, could have. But AMS, 100%, you could have. Mm -hmm. So I think there is an, I think one reason why we have tracks like PMB is because gas truck has gone away, you know? And I don't think, like, in my opinion, like those huge jumps, I don't see, I don't see that being a good enough reason to give up on a class like gas truck, you know? Well, I think it's also very hard to drive. And and then parts, companies start making parts. But you know what? Ignite Design RC is making gas truck modern again. Yes, it's a, you know, you can get yourself a modern day stadium truck with gas truck feel. Links for that in the written description on this podcast because we're going to kumquat you because we got to move on. But yeah. okay, I would I like to see more gas truck coming by. Yeah, but to think about the, 
like the possibility you can have people who run you know some people who only have indoor tracks during winter and outdoor in the summer but they really don't maybe want to run eight scale they could run gas truck in the summer and then stadium truck in the winter run the same parts and everything and this also like i think makes much more sense you know well, I, hopefully i see like i think i think we need to put more pressure on this because the more and more like and someone is, who's listening to this and thinks oh we need to just go back to the old bodies in truggy no that's not the point i'm making a body shell is not going to change how a class is i think instead of saying that truggy was ruined by the bruggy body i think we should argue that the bruggy body really exposed what truggy essentially is which is just another buggy class that really gives no benefit to anyone like <laughs> ask yourselves or any of your friends would you run truggy if you <laughs> didn't have to run it for track time there are a lot of people that love truggy by the way not like you i like truggy yeah too. but i i bet i bet there are more people who love who would love gas truck if it was a class like that now love truggy well you know what get yourselves an ignite design rc truck and go to the uh Gas truck nationals. I July twelve to four. I think I I think I need to get one. I yeah, think you do I too. You do too. Drive it in Finland. In Finland. All right. Uh, yeah. oh, did you see this? RC aut autopsy done by uh, RC I Racing News. They no, are doing a lot of content. Okay. So, yeah. So they did this RC. They they did this with Neil Craig and Trish from from um schumacher and basically they went and looked at mikhail orlowski's euros winning four-wheel drive and his world's winning not uh sorry his euros winning world car from like robin hood back in the day when it was a dirt track and then uh, his latest euro like the latest uh latest uh, uh, edition of the ah, why can't I get it out? The latest edition of the Schumacher. So it's a pretty good series. They're going to be doing more of this, and they went really in depth and geeked out on it. I'm surprised you didn't see this. I liked it, Max. You would have liked it. There's Trish. There's Lee Martin, and um, it was a good piece. Of, and they're going to be doing more. So well done to RC Racing TV, and uh, they are making a plethora of content content on television. I mean, on RC on YouTube right now. So I will see them at. Uh, IBC. Yeah, speaking of IBC, there are some people I, getting... I was confused because you said Neil Craig, right? But it was Lee Martin. Ah, Lee Martin. Sorry. <laughs> why did I say Neil Craig? Because I was like confused. Like, why you why know would what? Neil be there? I am. I apologize, but I I always... You know what? I was thought Neil Craig and Lee Martin were brothers. Yeah, they look very similar. They have like... I'm the sorry. Day. It was Lee Martin. You are right. Yeah. You should have corrected me. With the, yeah, but Lee, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, Leroy. I I hadn't I hadn't heard about it, so I thought you like oh, well, maybe they have new, but I need like that look cool as hell. RC atop or RC autopsy. You know, oh. I'm also I'm like an RC history geek. Like some days I'm just like, hey, let let's let's go dig up some old uh, Neobuggy Smugmug archives and look at a D8 from like 2009 that never got released. And oh shit, like RC Tech has a thread about this and I mean, obviously, RC Tech is probably not the best place, but you could find some crazy fucking mm -hmm. shit there. Same with I'm RC sure. Mag, the French one. I don't speak French, but there's a lot of pictures. 
okay. from Old Car, you know, you know Renault Savoyas, under three kilogram, uh, Chrono, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Okay. Speaking of RC history, if you really want to go see some RC history, you should go to the International Buggy Challenge in 2024 at the B Buggy Arena in Barcelos because they have every single European Championship as well as World Championship on the wall there. And I will be there for the IBC 2024. There's some talk of some of my American friends coming, some Armenian friends and some Canadian friends coming to this race. And a lot of, and a few of my South American friends are coming. So I'm very much looking forward to this. And uh, for those of you that are watching this, here is the International Buggy Challenge 2024 uh, ad. Thank you. I'll see you guys in Portugal. then so i look forward to getting to portugal as well as to the e-buggy world cup the predecessor the predecessor to the is it predecessor or predecessor previous app before before the uh e-buggy world championship in 2025 max silly season is here uh january 1st came and so did silly season we have a lot to talk about let's talk about some of the lesser moves real quick and i want to reiterate to everybody that while we're talking about this, some moves haven't, when this comes out, which will probably be this Friday, that some moves may have happened, but we recorded this Tuesday. Like, we still haven't heard the fullest announcement. We still haven't heard, uh, well, we heard ties. And I think that's about it, though. Everybody's kind of announced where they're going to go. But uh, let's talk about tire switches real quick, because oh, you have it all up on, let's bring it up on House of RC while you do that. We have Ricardo Bertonga into Ogo, OGO, Boots to Hot Race, which we talked about. Royals out from Hot Race. Looks like he's going TZO, I would assume. TZO or J-Concepts? Because he's really good friends with TJ Bradley and Danny Chavez, so I'm figuring that as not going TZO, he's going to either go on TZO or he's going to go on J-Concepts. <clears throat> Y'all Figueredo joins Hot Race as well. Uh, still waiting on his uh, techno announcement as well. Yeah. I heard Spencer Heckard's going to techno too. Oh, yeah, he left. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. I heard too. he's going to Techno. And then I also heard that there's supposed to be some other Europeans going to Techno. I have a feeling that the Parente is going to Techno. Yeah, if, if it if it would actually be Hackert, Parente Brothers, and Figueredo to Techno, I think that they would have a really strong silly system. Because Hackert is like, He's kind of a little bit of a sleeper, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, you would never expect him sometimes, and then he goes there and finishes in top five. Okay. Killick out, uh, Borak Killick out at Yokomo assumed that they're going to be running Mugen 10 scale cars. Also, they are out at uh, RC Project, so not sure what that's all about, both him and his brother, Barkan. By the way, happy birthday to, belated birthday to Barkan. He finally went 18. Sontag, Taylor Sontag, your 2023 two-wheel drive world champion. Out from Phantom, I, I'm, I'm assuming that is going to Trinity. He might. You know, it might not be good. Um, who else do we have? Max Matchler, your 2023 spec 12-scale world champion, is teaming up with EA Anderson, with uh, EA, Eric Anderson, or for the EAM Motorsports. I believe that is for batteries and whatnot. 
Tanner Danny has retired from professional RC. Not a big deal. He has not really done nothing this year. He yeah, didn't really do much while he was on S-Works for the year prior to that as well. So yeah, I'm not too surprised his, about uh, that. I read his update and I didn't know this, but he said, um, hey, everyone, I know some of you have been wondering why I haven't raced since Silver State. Long story short, I had some medical issues that had to be addressed, but I'm all good now at the end of the road. So looks like this year kind of was out of his, you know, reach. Like why? Like it wasn't wasn't that he just quit, but had some issues. Could be. So a bit a bit unfortunate to be honest. If that's yeah. the, that's then he was then he was a sleeper too. You know, very yeah. fast when he was on the Mugen, very fast when he was on that TLR. Um, he had some good showings, but when he it's um, and it just seems like his heart wasn't in it once he went to once he went to S Works. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't know, know what, what was wrong really, but yeah, I mean that would explain a lot of why did, we didn't see him at races and stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, I that made me wonder a little bit, like could there have been more potential there? But yeah, mm -hmm. I guess all yeah, right. Those things we'll never know. We, we will never know. Um. So let's see who else we have her. Just before we came on her, we saw that Alex Zankatin, the machete, has joined X-Ray. This is this shocked me to be too because I thought he was retired. Then he comes back with Infinity. Now he's back with X-Ray. Um, I think it's a good move. Yeah. Him and Ranafalk got along very well on the Mayako. Um, I don't know what his extent of how much he's going to race this year or what. Yeah, if he's he... going to be traveling a lot or what. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a very like weird one to read because when he was out from techno it looked like he was out from rc he was running mugen then he was running tlr and then you know he like at the end of like his year mayako he said he would quit you know like he's out of rc and then he's running again and now he's like i mean i would expect x-ray to be a kind of like a full commitment type of thing like not mm -hmm. like professional but at least you'd go to euros and such well, obviously, this year the Euros are in um, Sachile, which is quite uh, quite a close track for him, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, we shall see. We shall yeah. see. Wish him but all he, the best. He won the... Oh, no, didn't win. He TQ'd the Euros here one year, I think. Or B Euros. Way back. I don't know. Day. I know Alex used He's to be really... really yeah, he's this track is like a really good fun for him. He's still a very capable racer. It's just gonna see what he if he travels and he's gonna yeah, travel like think, he did with Mayako. No, I don't think he's gonna travel, but I think he's he will be attending the years and I think he will make the main. Okay. But mm -hmm. I think I don't know if he will travel though. That's kind of my well I know that Ronafog's going to um to DNC. He told me that the other day. So maybe Alex yeah. is going with him. Um, I, I doubt it a little bit, but maybe. Who knows? Okay. Who knows what X-Ray is doing? Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, Kyle Go, top stock driver that I got to meet. He uh, joined TLR. He is out. I think he did one year at TLR, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Because he was yes, because he was on uh when I met him at Masters last year, he was an associated. And I will tell you, at Masters of Dirt, he was not pitting with the, the TLR guys, he was pitting with the exalt guys. And um, he's a very good driver, and I, I'm assuming he's probably going back to Associated. I'm assuming it could, I could, it could be going somewhere else, but we shall see. Um, Maybe he Brock, goes to uh, HB. 
No, he's eight scale. <laughs> he's ten scale. He's a ten scale driver. I know, I know, but maybe X-ray. Yeah, X-ray has a new car, and some some someone said it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Templin out from LRP at MKS. How he's been with LRP for a couple years now, I would say. I think since he left, um, since he left AE and joined Schumacher, he joined mm-hmm. LRP. So yeah, since then. Not sure where he's gonna go. Uh, let's Probably. bring this up. Well, to be honest, he could be going to you know one of those you know new brands that has come mm-hmm. up with the stock craze. The like. Well, he doesn't one. run stock. No, no, but I mean those brands that have come up with the stock craze. All right, so McBr- so this is something that was a shock to me, and this was Kyle McBride. To Kyosho. And this is what they have said on Red RC. Uh, nothing, just that he's back. Uh, Kyle says, commenting on the announcement, McBride said, officially going back to my roots. Sincere thank you to Team Kyosho and Hobbies Australia for the opportunity to draw to join the team and represent this professional brand again. I look forward to equipping these amazing Japanese vehicles and showing what I'm capable of with them. Bring on 2024. So here's my thoughts on this. It, He's gonna we make thought Cavallari had nine lives. We thought Cavallari had nine lives. This guy has nine lives. Well, he does. He, and I bet, like, I'm like, and this is not by any logic, but I bet just because he's so freaking talented, he's somehow going to make the world's main again. Okay? And he's back in it. I wouldn't put that past him, but this is what I this is this is what I said. And I said this on lefty off the record. If he doesn't, if he doesn't travel at least travel around Asia, this is a waste. Because no, but I don't think it's a factory deal. I don't think it's like a paid deal. I think it's I don't like, think it's a paid deal either. But I yeah. did hear that he is going to the uh, ABC the Asian Buggy Championships yeah. in New Zealand. Right, but I think think what he'll do is he'll work and practice RC. He works at the hobby shop, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But I think he'll work at the hobby shop, maybe work like three, four days, and then one day just for pure practice, whatever it is. And then he'll race around Australia, then come to the world, just like he did, like, what, 10 years ago and more, 14 years ago. And then be really good at the world. I think that's what he's really gonna do. Well, I think his best results came with Kyosho. I mean, he still had yeah. good results with Associated too. Yeah, but I, I think he might have won with Kyosho. Yeah, remember? Um, he won Silver State with Kyosho. Yeah, because he was at the very beginning. He was Mugen. Then his world, the best results was with Kyosho. So 2010 Worlds and. And so on. That was all with Kyosho. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he moved to Associated, um, then went to, um, where did he go? The Infinity. And then after Infinity, Techno, S-Works, and now he's back at Kyosho. So I think I think the Techno kind of threw him off because it, it was a horrible year for him. You know, well, it was just a horrible year. He has to beat Alex Bernard Zach in Australia too. Yeah, yeah. But I think because it's like you don't the 
the kind of talent he has, you just don't like. Talent doesn't work hard. Talent, talent, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I know that's what I'm saying, but I think like with techno and uh, S works, I think the issue kind of was that he was. Well, if you kind talk of to like, people in Australia, they say other things, especially, especially the techno guys. This is work ethic wasn't the best. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I like, I but I think like I'm not saying that he was bad at techno because of the car. I think mm -hmm. you can make that work, just like you know Mayfield has proved, and I think even uh, Barufolo has proved that you can make it work if you're good enough. But I think McBride. The issue, as it looks out, was that he left Infinity kind of prematurely. Yeah, prematurely, you know. So it was kind of like he thought he could like do, kind of like pick anything. And then with techno, the car maybe wasn't as he liked. Uh, from what I heard, he was running OS engines, even with the red schooling head because he was sponsored by Reds. He was having all kinds of, you know, this, like, that's what happens with a lot of drivers when they kind of feel like they've lost their mojo and they don't have the, you know, belief or motivation to work back to it. But I think McBride has kind of hit the rock bottom. And this is kind of the point where most drivers do the best, you know? Like, a lot of drivers have done this before. I think even Boots, you know? Like he he was like since he signed to S Works, I think he never really looked that you know good, you know. But then rumors start flying around that he's out of a job. He, like people are hearing that he's asking for jobs. He's kind of like well, like back against the wall and fucking goes on and dominates races, you know. Could be. I'm not disputing that. He's still young. Yeah. He uh he can still do it. Uh, let's see what happens. But if I'm Kyosho, this is what I do. I let him travel around Asia, doing well in Asia, because, you know, like, because, you know, in, in in Asia, like I'm talking about like Malaysia, Thailand, Japan, uh, Vietnam, Indonesia, those places, it's popular. It's Kyosho's popular. Send him around there, you know, let him go out there, get his confidence back. Hopefully he he can beat Bernard Zek in Australia. And then I would send him over to America once or twice or to Europe to a race. And then get him ready for Brazil later on this year. You know what? That's what he does. I just, I just think all he needs is like a car that has, you know, a stable. Oh, you believe in the ground. magic Japanese car? You and I, yeah, I do. I love do. that like car. It's, it's like you know, I, I'm starting to think you are you are more biased to Japanese than you are to European to Finland. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think like <laughs> the thing with the difference between like. Uh, like an S works or even the old associated, but definitely the new associated to a car like Kyosho or Mugen is that the S works is probably faster for someone like Kanas or a very fast driver. But if you don't have your full confidence, if you can't go like balls to the wall, like not, not, not on the track particularly, but like, in your head, you can't be like, I fucking mm -hmm. own this bitch. You can't really extract the potential. And I think the same with techno. You can't go out on the track 
and just like drive and be fast. But I think cars like old HP, um, Mugen, um, and Kyosho, those type of cars are ones where as long as you feel that you're fast, like as long as you feel confident, mm-hmm. you can just go, use your talent and drive and be good. Okay. You know? Okay. I can understand that. Because if you if we reference Mayfield, for instance, Mayfield said at AMS. And he won that, and he won that dominantly. This is the best techno that I've had. So it took him about a year to find yeah. what he wanted. So I got, I got understand that. Um, I don't know what does the people out in the in the chat feel when they listen to this. Do you think McBride still has a talent to compete on a world stage? Uh, will he be able to just doing it in Australia? Should he travel around? Do you think what I think should he travel around Asia, representing Kyosho, maybe a trip to Europe or America to a big race? Because he was supposed to come to uh, DNC for for um, last year, everything paid for. He didn't come. Yeah, that's that is for sure interesting. I don't know. What you know, so we'll see. We'll see. I, you know what? I like McBride and I like his dad. I, I met him. They're nice guys, and a guy that's as talented as this is always a shame to see it and not live up to his full potential. You know. Yeah. And he's made he's made a quite a few world finals, quite a couple of top threes as well. He's still what 26, 27 is not that old. So he still has potential to to do many things. Let's see. Let's see. Going back to Kyosho. Kyosho actually has a pretty decent squad. They have uh Lutz, uh Little Bump. And I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Lutz has had a great two years on that Kyosho. So it's yeah. it's I have to give that was, you that was probably as much as I hate best. to say it. Makes my what? skin crawl to say it. Say what? The Kyosho is good and is grand. No, but I I think it's actually good. I think it's great. That's kind of like you know. That's what Patrick is uh, going to be running now, Kyosho, and I think Trent and Mike Walker are going to be running Kyosho. Yeah, Trent and Mike. They I and Patrick if Rockstar. So, but I think interesting. I think it's it it had this little of a moment where it was so like popular and like so widely believed to be the best car out there, you know. For so well, it was long. at one point the Gandhi said if they didn't have all ten cars in the A main, if you didn't make the A main back in the day, you was off yeah. the fucking travel team. So that's yeah. how competitive Kyosho was. I think they had yeah. a little knockback. They, they, they won such a... I mean, I don't think any car company is going to beat them anytime soon for eight no. world championships. No, no, no. But they were riding such a high wave. I think they got knocked on, beat down. They got bankrupt. They had to get bought out and all that stuff. They sat down. They took their licks. You know, like, hey, we, cha- we were champions. But then they got knocked yeah. on. But now they're climbing back up. They'll get back. I said this on Leftist Off the Record. I said, they'll get back up. They may not be, now they're in a different market with many more cars, but they have legacy, right? And yeah. once they get back up to top and they're doing well, which they kind of are, you're starting to see them regionally growing and lots of doing well. That leg- That's when that legacy comes back in. You know what I mean? Oh, well, we're Kyosho. Yeah. And people will remember that. So it's it's yeah. uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I wish Kyle all the, all the luck. I hope he... Um, yeah. Hope he comes to the worlds in, in Sao Paulo. But I Hope think I think there are the it's like a many different reasons. But I think 
like I think maybe the biggest reason why Kyoshi suffered so much at that one point was that people kind of overcorrected because at one it's like it was cool not to run a Kyosho pretty much and then when you know other cars started doing good it wasn't anymore that you really had to even run a Kyosho and then you started seeing less of them so then you know all of that kind of crumbled so and then you saw all those big guys leave Kyosho like Tebow Boots like that were always there but I think now it's again cool to run Kyosho I, mean, you know, I think like, I get I get what you're saying. Kind of like what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck, Kyle McBride and Kyosha. Okay. Uh, not not a not a top top driver, but an influencer nonetheless. He's been on this podcast. Uh, Ryan Sauls Harris, I think it was episode two, one of these episodes recently. It was a great chat with him. Exits from TLR going to be running HP as a privateer. Also, uh, exits from Trinity. Sign if R1. Now, I was shocked. Yeah. That is shocking because I thought he would have went to Exalt. I don't Kevin. know what Exalt is, but I Exalt think... is uh, Kevin Abbott's electronics. Who used to run Trinity? Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think it's an interesting move. Like, wonder like why the TLR thing didn't really work out. Like, um, I, don't, I don't think there was drama, but I think like it seems really tell you promising. What. Like when I'll he tell you what. he does, he on his podcast he says he uh he he. Tiptoed very delicately around TLR thing. Um, because I think maybe he does some work for Horizon. But in the Southeast, the HB car is a very popular car. Right? Yeah. Um, I I I think he's really excited about running eight scale again. He's talked about doing the Florida RC championships, what Lance has got going on and all that stuff. Obviously, they have the 10 scale championships going on as well. So maybe he, I, I think him running with that. Going as a privateer, HP wise, he can if he still likes those TLR cars, he can run them. He can run. He can run. He that also leaves him open to run whatever he wants. Ten skill wise, right? Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to get caught up in that box again. Maybe he wants to make more content about different cars. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but I think Ryan Styles Harris doing more one eight scale content is good because he has a a great yeah. base, very RC based, very RC racer based. Um, his YouTube's great. He makes great videos, and I, I just, I look forward to seeing what he does. HB, I think, is only. I'm shocked he didn't go eight one associated, but he's had associated yeah. before, so maybe he wanted to try something different. So, um, I think, uh, and the HB is man in the southeast. The HB is a very hard car to beat. So, but he's kind of privateer, isn't he? He can run whatever he wants if he gets tired yeah. of that. I think. Yeah, I, wa- I wonder, like, what's his... I, I do think he has, like, a normal day job, right? He does make... He makes content. He does video editing does. and content for other companies. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that that's is his job. Thinking, like. So, kind of, this is just a hobby for him. Maybe it became, like, a little bit too serious or something. But, I think he got burnt out. I mean, if yeah. you go listen to the podcast, he got burnt out. Uh, then COVID struck and he got into motocross and then he had his accident of motocross and then he he's coming back. But he basically got kind of burnt out of RC. And then remember, at one point he was like a TLR team manager and all this type of stuff. So yeah. all that stuff, kind of a regional manager, they've done away with all that. Um, so maybe I think he just wants to run whatever he wants to run, make content when he wants to make content without feeling obligated to make content yeah. and and do what he has to do. 
That's what it's on. I'll see him here in a couple of weeks. So I'll ask him. Yeah, but that's interesting. I think like that's always that's always better in terms of like content creators that they are not necessarily always tied to something. Because then they can be I think it it puts up a little bit of a you know you know a marketing guy like a seal and this person if they are always wearing you know one brand and they try to be like a general influencer you know so yeah i think it's actually a good move that he, he went i look there. forward to his we need more of his content out there so i look forward to it yeah i really I think, had a good chat yeah. with him so i'm gonna have him back on the podcast at some yeah. point as well yeah and i think right. yeah i think like people maybe for, for at least my sense is that people kind of unappreciate what 50,000 subscribers actually is. It's Dude, yeah, we're trying to just get to five. Yeah. You know? yeah. But then again, we yeah. are extreme nerds and we have almost a seven hour, our longest podcast is almost seven hours. Yeah, but... So we have... Yeah, yeah, we have sure, but, yeah, but I think like, and I think Ryan, especially his older videos are especially important Yes, because of the fact that we need people like that, like just general bloggers talking about what they like in life. And for this guy, it happens to be RC, you mm-hmm. know, like what could be more important than that? If all of RC YouTubers are just like complete nerds about this stuff or like Mark Santa Maria, who is, you know, very deep into the RC world. So on. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Ryan is more sort of, sort of like, hey, I come home. Uh, I like to wrench a Marcy car and then head out to the track. You know, that kind of RC uh, car. RC hobbies. Then, you know, his story of like starting RC with his dad. I think, you know, that could be any other sport. But I think having that vision put to someone who is completely unfamiliar with the hobby, I think that's really valuable too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And he's a good dude. And I look forward yeah. to his content coming out. Yeah, and, I um, think that's I, a he's going to be very you know, good for the Florida RC Championships too. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. You, we we gonna we got a question about you coming over to America her shortly. All right, um, let's get Fend out at Spectrum. So no more Spectrum Radio. I don't think he's been running on Spectrum Radio most of this year, and he's been trying various things. You heard he's been for Fataba, he's been for Sanwa, he's been with uh, Fly Sky, Fly Sky. By the way, who's also just signed Ronald Volker. They are signing everybody. But yeah, Fend on like, Spectrum, um, I think this is Fend wanting to make some money now as well. Yeah. yeah. And saying, okay, there's something better out there and I need to make money. Because if no, you I mean, to- he's, been, he's been running a Sanva all year already. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, well, I heard Sanva in the past too. <laughs> I heard that he's going to Nitro Pro service. Okay. Yeah. So probably. I think the biggest reason is like he's realized that instead of having running, trying to play it off as if he's running Spectrum and getting like breadcrumbs, uh, he rather gets like he should get paid. Salary. He should yeah, get paid. He should get paid. Because Barry Baker said on one of the LTOR, Lefty Off the Records, he said that he's not getting as much as he should be getting from from uh, from Horizon. So yeah, uh, and I don't I, think. I, I don't. I think that's kind of what could have happened to Rivkin too, and that's why he went to Hobbywing and why he went to you know Futaba and uh, like 
what else did he change when he was running like protect servers and all that stuff? Yeah, pro. Yeah, exactly. Well, these guys so have I to think, go make money, right? So they have to go make money. That's the, like yeah, yeah. We know about some of the best guys in the world. You should get compensated for what you do. I'm hurt. Nitro Pro servers. I'm not sure for radio, but we did see that picture of him having a fly sky. It would make sense. Or maybe Sun was finally saying, okay, we got to pay some people. I'm going to pay him. Uh, I'm not sure. I heard something might be BTRC as well. So it might be BTRC, Nitro Pro or something. I don't know the full details. I'm sure we'll know about more of it this year. But Nitro Pro actually has quite a few uh, drivers driving their servers. Uh, Fuller's, Tebow. Why is it called Nitro Pro? Do they do Nitro too? Yes, they have you called Nitro Pro too. <laughs> okay. They do... So they he does they do batteries, servers, and fuel. They start out with fuel at first. It's Drew Singer and, and Dean Lloyd. But I heard Nitro Pro is where he's at. I, like I said, we haven't heard anything. That's just what I heard and whatnot. All right. Um, so the other big news that we kind of talked about on the Christmas show, but we're gonna talk about it real now. The Fuller's out at HB. No surprise. We heard they were earned about eighteen thousand dollars in travel money. I I mean Surprise that you're gonna get out. some Facebook hate from that one. They I are gonna be left you guy. off the racket. I said, yeah, yeah, left you off the racket. I, I know, care. but there's gonna be some guy with you know that Facebook profile photo with the HP and the flames, and he's gonna be posting, like, oh, these guys only talk about one side of the story. <laughs> I look, I am surprised that they're leaving HP. I'm surprised that this happened that they left because they were the best HB drivers. That's no, there's no doubt with that. They were the best HB drivers. Um, but when you're earth travel, how, money, dumb, you, how dumb must HB be? If I don't know if it's dumb, it's about not being able to. Why weren't they? No, being but no, but like I'm I'm pretty confident that Cole Ogden is not leaving HB. No, no I don't think he's leaving it either. Yeah, so how how like there must not be any particular American, you know, working protection laws at work here. They could easily just fire Cole and pay, you know, Fuller's the money they owe them. I think know? they feel that Cole is more of a benefit to them and been with them longer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I think I think that's a very weird move that you owe, you know, Pavidis, uh fee. And I would say that Cole Ogden is more popular than the Fuller's worldwide. Oh, yeah, but I don't think, like, imagine this year. Who do they have? They have Cole. Yeah, they sign Cole. David Olsen actually left S-Wax and went for him. He's, uh, he's, he's decent. He's good. Southeast young driver. Okay. He was at Techno. He's going to HB. They, they, they have signed more people. They've left. People have left, but others have come in. So I don't know what the hell I don't like. I will say this: HB is a conundrum. One minute we think they're on the edge, and that's it. Next, you know, they're signing people. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, but I think it's just crazy how because I doubt. Like, have they not paid Ogden his monthly salary? I don't know. I haven't heard anything like that. If but you have heard really anything like, like that, message me. Let me know. Yeah, we'd like to know because to me, it's like I think it's a very interesting concept that it's all of the travel budget drivers are not getting paid their travel budget at least all of them that we know about have, have not been and cole as far as i'm concerned is happy and good and because i don't know if fuller's and for sure pavidis and fee did not get a monthly salary at least not a big one 
maybe like crumbs. But I don't know about Fuller's if they got a salary, probably not. But Cole for sure gets quite a good paycheck from HP. Gets a salary, I'm sure he does. Yeah. So, and from from what I understood, it's a good one since you know uh, David left after that. Well, let's so, let's stop focusing on HB because they're out. They're going, no, but right? I no, but I, wanna, I know I wanna, it's I, I want to like paint this picture because they oh, have all these my talented. Yo- they have all these talented youngsters that they pay. They get for fucking dirt cheap, okay? And then they pay this driver that is getting probably like if you look at the whole year, Cole <clears> probably <throat> had the worst results of this ball. Okay, Brian probably had a little bit worse than Cole. I was saying Pavita's they, had best results. Yeah, yeah. But apart from like Fee and, and Fuller's, both of the Fuller's, by the way, I think Cole had overall the worst results. He did good at DNC, I grant you, granting that. But I think like result-wise, I don't no. Know. And I think I don't like know. how how does this make sense? Like I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just some mind games, you know. Maybe know. because we always talk about this. Like they're like, this is good marketing, you know. Any pub, like any publicity is good publicity or whatever the saying goes. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll see. Time will tell. But I am hearing that it's S works that they're going to. I, I thought maybe X ray oh, might yeah. have been might have been somewhere that they go to went, and I know that it was an option, but I believe it's S works that they're gonna head to. Yeah. I kind of hope I, I would still hope for it to be X ray. I, I mean, if X-ray I was X-ray, I'd do it. I would do yeah, it. But, um, I mean, I think they're going to be... We'll know. We'll know soon. Probably by the time this podcast comes out that it will be re- revealed. They're either going to be at SRX or X-Ray. One of those two, I believe. Do we have um, some info? Do we have any hints? Yes, have I have actual info. Okay, so it's going to be SRX then? Yes. So I am 99.9% sure that it's SRX. Why did you even say it could be X-ray if you know? Because I want it to be X-ray too. Like, you know what I mean? I want it to be, I want to cover all bases here. You know what I mean? I want to keep my silly season record a thousand. I want to cover all bases. You know how silly season is. It's not anything. Nothing's not, nothing is set in stone until it's done. Yeah. But it can't, again, people, Keenan's cooking the books. Okay. He's saying like, oh, it's all open. It's all open. And he has some insider info. This oh, that's how it works. Trading, I can't dude. tell you who told me. I've heard from two different sources that it's S-Works, and both of them are reliable. Yeah. Dude's cooking the books, okay? let's. I'm pretty on. sure it's S-Works. Anyway, let's talk about, let's briefly talk about what this means, them going to S-Works. Right now, S-Works got a good platform. We're seeing Canas, Canas doing very well. We're seeing Boots doing very well. B-Rose did very well on it. Still got Born Horse on there, who still made mains. Uh, Probably not as good as the best year he had when he first came on it, but still have they learned a lot. What do you think about the Fullers going to S-Works if S-Works is where they're going? Come on. we Can we now say at least at the S-Works? Um, yeah, I think it's not going to be much different from HB. Um, I think considering... I would argue that Mason has had a worse year that you would project from 2022, okay? And I am 99.9% confident that it's due to the new design car, you know, the new front end and so on. And from what we've heard from credible sources as well, 
even the HP's own HP team's own tests proved that <laughs> the old car was actually better. Okay. So I'm I'm very confident to saying the old car would have been if if he ran the old car the whole year, he would have won at least one big race. I'd go I'd go even that far. Okay. So that being said, okay. I believe I'll do with that. that because of that, I think he will have a little step. Same with Caden. Probably a little less with Caden, because Caden is kind of like you know, a child still. So no, but Caden is full in right now. I thought Caden had a ba- had a very good year this year. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, Mason like, Fuller dropped down a little bit. Caden kind of up this game a bit. Yeah, yeah. And when I, I mean, I, I, when I say Mason Fuller dropped down a little bit, he still is the, th- in my opinion, no, the third think, best driver in America. No, no, I don't think he even dropped down. But I think if you look at 2022, he was going up like <laughs> you know quite a uphill, and then it just kind of tipped off a little bit. We used to, he was. I think he still had a better year this year than last year. But I think what we saw in 2022 showed that he could have been a bit, a bit better okay, in 2023. Okay, that's okay. Fair. But that's all that. I'm saying. But I think he will do better. He ha- he will, in my opinion, have a little bit of a step in performance by joining S-Works because I think it's a better put-together car uh, and also faster car. So I think we will have a few like dominating looking TQ rounds in okay. the early okay. parts of the year. Does Mason Fuller win this year? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He'll I'm on board with race. that. I'm on board yeah. with that. I think he wins yeah. this year. Does he win more than once this year? Um, Probably something like a wicked weekend where not everyone is there. Everybody's at wicked weekend. Yeah, well, they're that's the, everybody that's there true. Yeah, there. yeah, that's true. But I think like some like a DNC, I don't see Mason winning, you know, even okay. now, because it takes a lot more than just being fast. But like SIC, he, they'll probably show I, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if he wins SIC. Yeah, like <laughs> I think he will have a little bit more confidence in the car. He'll have his, you know, honeymoon phase. He'll be still running someone else's setup. Um and not have those, you know locks in his setup so i think yeah i would i i wouldn't be surprised to see mason taking at least a round and like winning but i think he will have this year at some point a performance where it's like yeah this guy's good and if it's x-ray in five words it's not going to be x-ray that was okay. i think six words but I think the Fullers will be all right. I think the Fullers will be all right. I think if they're going yeah. S-Works, I think they're right. I think what S-Works yeah. has got going on is pretty good. Got yeah, platform. Yeah. Oh, and also about Caden, I think he will keep progressing kind of has, as he has progressed. Because when you're that young, it doesn't really matter which car you're on. You know? Do we see Caden top threes this year? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he okay. was close enough this year. So Okay, yeah, good sure. stuff, good stuff. Um, I did mention this earlier about Atushihara, Atushihara out at... At uh, Creation Models, he's not working for Infinity no more. He's doing horror something. I'm not sure what it's all about. We know he's been busy working with the uh, trying to get racing going again and doing a lot of RTR stuff in Japan. I hope it's he's doing something. I don't, I'm not too sure what is exactly doing. So yeah, I think once we when we know more information about that, we'll we'll know. Uh, yeah. Another one that I got right. Sparko Racing announces 
the GOAT, Cavalieri. And uh, so Cavalieri will be running the Sparko race. I knew this was coming for a while. Um, I also know that uh, Clinic RC has become a dealer for him. So I, 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 heard, I heard about this before even Clinic started bringing him on. Uh, there are some talks about him going over to IBC this year, as well as maybe Ryan Pavitas. Pavitas is going to run Spark. I see. So, the thing okay. is, so Pavitas isn't retiring from RC. It looks like he's still going to be driving, which is a good thing because I don't think he had a very good 2023. Uh, and I think he, I think he should give one more, a couple more, a more of a go and more enjoy doing what he's doing. I don't think he's going to be as serious as he was, like trying to be a pro. But I believe he's going to be running Sparker. But yeah, Sparker races and announces Cavalier. I think. I personally think this is a good move for Kev. I think it's a good move for Sparko. I know JQ dismissed Sparko on the Christmas show, but we should not dismiss Sparko because <clears throat> as a person that's been to lots of races in the last year set and, and seen this brand and the hype that's around this brand, but lots of guys that were up in the Northeast that were running HB are now running this car. It's gaining popularity. It seems to be a big, good piece of kit. We saw Tyler Jones with it at the Peach State Classic. Uh, there are e-buggies coming out this month apparently don't know what they're going to do for Truggy Cavalieri actually finished 5th at his last big 8 scale race which is Wicked Weekend he's going to be on TZO tires I don't, look I would not be surprised if Cavalieri wins a race this year I would not be surprised at all Um, I would be surprised if he wins but I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know Podium, so has a good year. Okay. So, what would be a good year for you in in, in your eyes for Cavalieri? Then, well, I think kind of what he did at Wicked Weekend. You know, finally mm-hmm. he was because what was he running the year before? He was running WRC. No, the year before that. Uh, um, what we call it? TLR. But he, in his yeah. second year yeah, of TLR, yeah, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. better. Yeah, so S-Works, he was bad the first year, really good the second. Mm-hmm. Um, then 2021 and 2022, he ran TLR, which, let's be honest, he struggled quite bad in both of those years. But he but got I better at the end of the year with TLR. He, the end of he t- did, tenure. but not, not good enough, in my opinion. WRC... I think a big issue he had, well, to be honest, I I would like to say that even with TLR, a big issue he had was the tires running ProLine. And I think, again, raw speed was his big issue with WRC. And then I don't know what happened because that was like, I don't know, it was the huge WRC drama, right? And then after that, we didn't see Ryan at any of the races. So I'm assuming they stopped paying him and uh, that kind of, I, it's hard to say because what he did with um, the TCO tires at Wicked Weekend, it was promising, but I, I don't, I don't want to say that that's enough to me thinking he'll have a good year, but I think the Sparker car is good enough. I think it's actually interesting because it's like between an HP and an S-Works. And none of the bad parts of the new HP 
and none of the bad parts of the current S. You know what I did see it has too? It has links and front arms like the Mayaka. Yeah. Yeah. So it has both options. So I think I think this is gonna be kind of the what's gonna really challenge the HP. The guy the people who like HP no, like are this. most likely gonna li really like the spark though. It's most likely gonna be even a little bit better on high grip. Uh, could be even a little bit faster. Uh, I already saw a few guys running it in the southeast. Um, so I think the HP is probably the closest competitor. Maybe to some extent like Mayako, like with Sparko. But I think I'm just like baffled at this whole Sparko thing. Well, like, I've, I've been talking about it all year. You know, I think I need to get some. Hey, Sparko, you can send my... Uh, Checks yeah, I was in the gonna mail say, I think, because I came up with the hashtag sparkly sparkle. Yeah, and I think I think Keenan, I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like too big, but I have to say without this podcast, I doubt most of these guys would be running Sparkle. No, I think I, I think I think it's been generating a lot of interest. I think so I was talking to Tony about this. So I've been asking him about the car because he's running the car and he's he's selling it. And I think they just had a very simple, clean cut uh, business like promotion. Like Sparko, the name was attractive. They kind of brought out with teaser pictures and all that type of stuff. It did well over in Femka this year with a lot of the Taiwanese drivers and all that type of stuff. So there was a lot of mystery around this car. It came out. Um, the price point is really good. It's like six fifty for the kit retail. Parts are easy to get, all this type of stuff. They have a, the Power Hobbies is the distributor there in America. I, and then um, my buddy Mike Kaz, he's like a manager as well. So he's been all hyped up on it. And I I think just getting like Tyler Jones driving it for a little bit, you know, that got people excited and all that type of stuff. Now, have I seen any Sparko tents and all this type of stuff at races? No, but I think that's going to come. In this year, yeah, but I, yeah, I know, but why? Like, what's so different about? I asked myself that too, but I'll say this: I, I was looking at um my buddy James Johnson. He never wears a shirt out there in California. He ran Mayako and he ran away from RC for a few months and came back. He got one, and something that caught my eye, which I thought was very cool, something very simple, was the radio box. The radio box had everything, nice little neat radio box, everything in there. Then it had a little compartment. Uh, put your transponder there that you can see that's uh you know you know that's actually funny <laughs> but serpent did that i think they got the i think it's great i think it's a great little thing and and i think when it gets in hands of people like that regional it's gonna do well it does yeah they have cavalry they had tyler jones but people were talking about this like, car by the way that. like i don't understand it because like two three months ago vrp posted on Facebook, that hey, I don't think there's gonna be a Sparko internet like Sparko team in America. Um, even Tyler Jones said, yeah, they aren't sponsoring drivers. Then you know, VRP was gathering people that they could like group order, like basically like contract customer type of thing. Like they're like, hey, let's all. I missed Sparko that completely, but started. anyway, yeah. So it was. It seemed like yeah, Sparko is not gonna be a thing. Like. It doesn't necessarily have like high, high, you know, um, what do I have to say? 
high That's interest in like putting like um, effort into selling it. And then two months go by and suddenly they have like three, four pro drivers. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Who's I paying think, um, like who's, because I don't think anyone's paying Tyler Jones. I don't think he's getting paid. I know Cavalier is obviously think, getting paid. Yeah, but who is, is Sparko from Taiwan paying Cavalier? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. And who is, know. is someone paying uh, Pavide? So he's just running it? No, I don't think they're getting paid. I don't think they're getting paid. So is Power Hobbies doing anything? Do you know? Because I don't have distributor, I assume that as, as a good distributor, they usually pay for that type of stuff. So maybe yeah, there's a deal I, where he's paying for half. Maybe the, the brand is paying half. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, but I haven't seen like any Sparko team post on Facebook. They don't have any like I think people just buying this car market. retail, dude. Yeah. Because right. of interest. I know that's oh, what I'm like, this to is, I don't this understand. Is baffling me. Even Tony, like, so Tony was telling me he's like fewer people have been contacting me if interested in the car. And Tony is like very calculated nothing. before he does anything. He's yeah. very calculated and I know. He when he so for him to carry the car, it it has to be decent and it has to be something that was he's able to sell. Yeah. And he says he's 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 generated the car has generated a lot of interest so far. I don't like I'm just so baffled. Like, what do people see in Sparko that they don't see in like in any other car? Like yeah. I I remember when I said this, I thought that people would be so more excited about the N1. Because that's truly yeah. different compared to this. But people like it. And it's selling. And like, JQ dismisses it as just another brand. It's so listen. Watch. Yeah, but it, the thing is, the thing is, it is. It's exactly the same as Agama or um Mingyang. Like there's not no difference, you know? It's owned by people in Taiwan. They do the designing, uh, produce the parts there. And then they create up a few, you know, nice shots online, and that's it, you know. But it's good. It, it, it seems to be good. It seems to be doing well. I'm sure I'll see some. I don't know if I'll see some at Beast of the East, but I'm sure I'll see some at SIC. I hope Cav comes to SIC. I hope. Yeah, does. but I don't see. I don't see the Sparko being anything, you know, special. Guess what? I don't see. It's specially selling. That's all that matters. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, Sparkly Sparko have... is selling. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be spectacularly fast. Doesn't seem to have any things. Well, give it some time. Geometry. It's only really come on the market the last year, in the last six months. Give it. I know yeah, it baffles your just, brain. Something has baffled like, your brain, Professor. Of everything, I'm so happy yeah, about it. I would like someone to explain, like, why marketing? Like, it's why? a good marketing, simple, but basic. They ha- the thing is, they haven't done marketing. They done very basic. Yes, they did very basic. I've I've talked about it. You see, you haven't been paying attention. They they did two pictures. They released one picture that was pretty much exactly the same as Durango. Okay, and then they did another picture, which was like a little bit more revealing, but still same style. And then they released the car with some basic pictures on Red RC, and then people are buying it. And guess what? what? The fuck? Cavalari, let's see what Cavalari does with it. Yeah. Let's see. All right. So our last bit of news today. And like I said, if you if we if something happens between now and the time this is released, we are recording here Tuesday. It's now 3:43 p.m. my time. We are we're sorry we missed it. I'm traveling. We ain't gonna be able to record. So something might have happened between now and Friday. 
That could be the Fullers either going to Aspirax or X-Ray and some other, other silly season news. But not unexpected. A lot of people, well, so this, this, this is sad. Um, oh, we forgot to talk about uh, real quick. Tebow, Mayaka, Tebow out at Mayaka, which we knew was going to happen. Uh, but hot race tires manager. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I think and- it's something that he can do pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he wasn't like, I think it just, he, he wasn't that good of a fit at Mayako. I don't think he was either. Yeah. I don't think yeah, he was. That comes something. from like that comes from like both sides, you know. Yeah, like I yeah. don't think I don't think really the way he does things is what you know people in Mayako are used to, or vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was very yeah. I would say I this. don't think yeah. It was interesting. I would say this: being a chassis team manager is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. Yeah, and it comes to RC. Yeah. Tires is a little bit different because everybody wants tires. You know yeah. what I mean? And tire, you go through a lot of tires. So, but being a chassis team manager or what, what he was, I know what they had plans for him at Mayako. It didn't work out. Like I said, I think in the end it was a mutual feeling that like he wanted, he didn't want to be, I, I don't know if he wanted to continue or what, but I think he's onto a better thing with hot race and doing his JTP thing. By the way, thank you, Jared Tebow for all your, your 23 years of RC and championships. It's been great. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and we wish you all the best with JTP and Hot Race in the future. And I'm sure he'll ra- he see he will race sometimes, but not often. Which I I think he's cool. Like enjoy our enjoy dad life, enjoy that next phase of life in retirement. But up next is somebody else who I I did not expect. If you would have told me at the beginning of this year that this that beginning of 2023, and by the end by 2024 this man would be retired from RC, I would have told you to shut up. Because I didn't think it was possible. But as time went on, I saw it happening more and more. Tyrone Tasman calls time in his career after 20 years of race. And he's 30 years old. So 2014, one eight scale buggy world champion, Ty Tasman has called time on an impressive career that puts him up there among the greats of off-road racing. The Canadian announced his decision to retire from the sport after 20 years of racing. He's set to become a father in 2024. Here's what he says. Now that 2023 has come to close, I would like to take this opportunity to reflect on a great year filled with great people. I also want to take this opportunity to announce a big change in my life as I'm officially retiring from racing. This decision has not come easily. My racing career has been such a blessing and I've enjoyed every bit of it. I've been racing for 20 years and in that time, I've had the opportunity to visit so many wonderful countries and meet so many amazing people along the way. Many who have become like family to me. Thank you to everyone that has made my career such an amazing adventure. To all of the true friends I've made in RC, you know who you are. You all made it more enjoyable. Even though the decision has been difficult, I'm confident it's the right choice. My wife and I are expecting a baby in just a few months. I want to dedicate my time to being a husband and a father and focus on my family. We're excited to move on to my next adventure. He goes on to say, I would like to say thank you to Tatsuri Watanabe and Yuko Watanabe for giving me a huge head start in my career career they gave me an amazing sponsorship with hot bodies racing back when i first started way before i had any made any name for myself i definitely wouldn't have been able to race as much or excel as fast as i did without their support i'd also like to thank all of my other sponsors who have supported me through my throughout my career from companies who gave me amazing opportunities early on as i was just starting out 
I appreciate everything that's been given to me. I also appreciate the individuals and companies that have reached out to me with opportunities since my, my departure post. I'd like to say thank you to my parents, all the sacrifices they've made. He goes on to say thank you to his sister because she also helped him out with his website and she got dragged around to these races in the very beginning. Thank you to his wonderful wife for supporting him. And he wants to say thank you to his savior, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says, I think this was classy. My greatest hope is that I've represented him well throughout the years, despite my faults and shortcomings throughout the ups and downs of life. I've been able to impact one person throughout my career. I'll all consider it worthwhile. So, man, our boy, Canada's wonder, oh, Canada, is out at racing. I will tell you this. When I talked to him at AMS, and when they said to me, they had, no, I saw him first at Masters Dart, and they said they had nothing. And about two weeks later, I saw him at AMS, and I asked about Mugen. This is what Mugen said to him. We didn't see an increase when Ryan Mayfield joined. We didn't see a decrease when he left in numbers. I kind of knew that it was over for Ty. And I don't want to say, so I would say that Tebow kind of went out. Like he chose, he chose his time to go out of RC, right? I think he had enough. I think he's 35, 36, maybe getting 37, got three children. He's put 23 hard years in. He's won multiple world championships, multiple big races. He took his time. I, I still believe that Tebow has a lot, had gas left in the tank. He had some very good finishes this year. Uh, with Mayako, he had some bad finishes too. But Ty struggled over the last couple of years, right? This year, especially. Yeah, but he, but, but, he still won races. Exactly. He was the one guy that broke up this last two years of Bend and Mayfield domination that we've seen. Yeah. He won twice or three times, I believe. So it's, we talked about this and I talked about it. My point on the lefty off the record was we have people out there in the C mains of these pro classes thinking they should get travel money and 100% and get a paycheck. And this man, can he get a job? No, I do think, I think there's some. Go ahead. I think if he, I think, like, I do agree with what you said that kind of Tebow went out gracefully or whatever. Went out on his own terms. Yeah. But to be honest, I would like very strongly argue that so did Ty. Because if he really wanted just a job, he could have gotten a job in RC. You know? He could have gotten, like, if you ask Parker, would you want Cavalier or Testament? 100% they choose Testament. Okay? So, let's rewind that a bit. Um, When I talk to them at AMS, Gord's like, I'm done. I'm going back to a regular job. Ty's still up in the air. The thing was, like, if you took Ty, you had to take Gord. No, that was off the books, right? Because yeah. Gord said he's done. I don't think there was enough money in it for Ty to do it on his own. Maybe he didn't want to do it on his own before his dad, too, right? Okay, yes, he has a he has a baby coming. He has a family starting and all this type of stuff. A prime example of doing it while you have a baby, three of them, is Jared, is Jared Tebow. He had children very young, got married very young, and had children very young. Had children most of his career, and he managed it. We see, we see Mayfield having two children now. Uh, I think Cavallari has one or two. Not sure, you know. Yeah, and Robert is having a child. It's Robert's not, having one. Not an, I will not say this. I will say this. Issue. A child, 
affects you. Having two or more affects you even more. Ask me how I know, because I've just had two, you know? My girl, my little girl's five, and she runs me ragged. I just feel it's sad that the we're not we're not also not we're not talking about some has been wannabe guy who just might have won one race. We're talking about two individuals in Gord and and Ty that changed RC racing. You know they came. Yeah, I'd in. say I'd say Ty was the best eight scale racer from America in two thousand. 10 what the 2010s north america if you look, yeah if you look at if you look at like uh um like all of from 2010 to 2020 in that time span i think ty was easily the best eight scale racer in north america they changed no they changed racing altogether they changed how guys raced yeah. lots of things Big long fuel yeah. mileage, all this type of stuff, yeah. making sure all the, the all the dies are dotted, T's across, making sure all that stuff. They changed a lot in racing. Now I think a lot of people caught up to him. Mayfields, Cavaliers, all these guys caught up to him, and then the people coming up behind him just learned from him. And he was he was fast at a point when there was no other competition. I would say when I mean that, Mayfield, Mayfield, Cavalari, Tebow were the tops to the top dogs, and then it was. It wasn't as many people nipping at his heels at, for a few years. Then, like, Ronafal came along, pipped him at HB, all that type of stuff. Um, I think I think they had a lot of say at what happened to the cars at HB. They had such a good package with the HB, their associated, sorry, OS, and um, Proline Rubber. You know, though, that, that was like... The unbeatable package for some time. You know, that that Thai yeah. motor with the fish on the head, you could get, everybody and their mom could get 12 minutes runtime on that thing with the low profile head. You know, it was a point in time where that man's package was undeniably like the best in the world. And then yeah. they, they went to X-Ray and they saw success, but never like they would have of HB. And if you talk to Gord, you talk to the guys, HB, oh, sorry, X-Ray never listened to them. Too. Uh, you I talked agree. a lot. Corey, um, Corey Drakenberg talks about it too. How like X-ray would not listen to them about the two-wheel drive car and all this type of stuff. And you do what your that's what I'm saying. You do what your eye says at, at X-ray. And I think in the end, that kind of what is what got him. You know what I mean? Not having that influence to make changes because obviously they know what's going on at an American style track. Because that is yeah. that, and I think that's where I'm not saying it's extra as fault, but I'm saying if they would have had that 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 error, that that person to make those changes that they wanted to. I remember one time before uh yeah, remember they were running like a C hub for for a while when they first got the car and we heard the rumors about X-ray telling them to take that off or they won't get paid. And now then they came over a car for C hub and a and a pillow ball and all this type of stuff. And I just think um it's 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 a shame, right? And here we have this man, he's 30 years old. It's a shame that he can't continue RC racing, look after his family. And I think as a as I we talked about this, I think as a young driver coming in, you seeing stuff like that, you you gotta think twice about if you want to make this a career, if this is something you really want to do. Now, do I think he could have got a job making way less money and traveling around the world and not making all the money that he wanted to. Yes. But he still has a family to support. And Canada is fucking expensive. 
And maybe he wants to be home with his kid and his wife and do a regular job and do something normal and make good money. I heard he's going to do welding, which is good money, right? And and put on his cowboy hat and go to the rodeos and all that stuff that they do because like that part of Canada is like cowboy Canada. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. But it really sucks that this guy at 30 is not like a... Steve Hartson, who won one race and became oblivious after two years, won a Worlds, never heard from him after that. This man has won lots of races. He's had an impact on the industry. I think he's he's like a a Casey Stoner of RC. Uh, Oh, the uh, MotoGP guy from Australia. Yeah. He stopped racing at, was he like 28, 30, something like that? He just stopped. I think he even won the last championship he raced. He raced for Ducati for a long time. Yeah, he raced for Ducati for a long time and then for Honda. But I feel that's kind of testament. You know, one of the best racers of their era. And then, you know, they kind of stop early. And Could be. I think I think the difference between someone like um, Cavalieri and Tessman it's like I'm gonna make another MotoGP reference, but it's like uh, Rossi and uh, Stoner. Okay, Cavalieri, yeah, he's won more world championships. He's probably a bit more prestigious driver than Ty, but anyone would argue, you know, Ty is just as valuable. But mm-hmm. Cavalieri kind of presses his career to the years where he's, let's be honest, not that good anymore. Can't compete with the kids. Whereas Tessman kind of sees that, okay, I'm kind of hanging, like, I would still have to work just as much. And because the field is more competitive, I might not be as good as I was before compared to them. And I want to have, like, a good life with my family and so on. So I think that's kind of the decision, you know. Anyone who watches MotoGP is going to get my reference. And I think anyone... Yeah, because Rossi kind of... Rossi went to the point where he wasn't even making top fives anymore. Yeah, still a good still a good rider, still, but he just didn't know when to give it up, right? But yeah. I still think that Ty had more. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I, it it pains me to think that an RC racer's lifespan is thirty. No, he started this at, he, I think it's twenty thirty one. I mean, he had twenty years. No, he had a long I time. Think, I think. I think the type of RC drivers career like Kai Testman. Yeah, that's a very short one. But someone like um, Thibaut, someone like Drake, uh, or then someone like Mayfield, who is basically like uh, freaking Sebastian Love or Fernando Alonso of RC, who can still win at the age of what he's like 35, 36 now, Mm -hmm. be one of the absolute most talented fastest guys out there still. So I think I do think Ty's kind of why he was so good was also one of his biggest demise. Because he took it so professionally, it's a lot of work. You know, it's mm. actual work for him. And when you don't have a sort of that type of professional future anymore, why would you put that amount of work to it? I bet he could have made just as much money if he, 
you know, sign for any which company, like if he found a company that made uh, engines that were not good or like electric stuff that was not good. But I don't think Ty ever was a driver like that. They would always have the best stuff. They run OS when it was clearly the best. I think they would have kept running OS far into the future with X-Ray, but that was kind of one of the, I, I, I'm like very confident that was one of the conditions that X-Ray would keep him on board with the salary that he was getting, or maybe even a slight increase at that point. Same with tires. I think he only went to hot race when it was, was evident that Proline wasn't as good anymore. And I think at that point, they was even being sold to uh, Horizon, you know? So they was forced kind of to cut the team. Do you think that maybe not having Gord come along anymore was part of his decision as well, not having to have his dad, his mechanic, that guy that he always trusted with him as well? Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't. I think... I think um, they could have made it so that Gord would come to races and so on, but he wouldn't be like full time involved. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, obviously, this is just 100% speculation, but I do think that affected Ty's decision. I think, like, because they are very different to many others, where I like basically Ty's mom and dad was his pit crew, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a very different dynamic to, for example, David, where, yeah, in the beginning of his career, his dad was his pit crew. But for a while, he only goes to the biggest races, you know? And same with Robert. Yeah, his dad has been pitting him for a while, but, yeah, he only goes to the biggest races. That's with Neil Craig. Any of these, like, old big guys, like, even, like, uh, Thibaut and, and Brian Cavallari, all of those guys, yeah. Their dad used to be part of it, but they can, they have had a point of their professional career without them, you know? Testament, yeah. So losing that would mean that he would have to do more work, you know, again. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it it kind of, that all of that points towards like, you don't want to run shitty stuff to just to get paid. You want to run the absolute best like um, products. You want to get paid good, and you still want to like not put all of your time into RC. And to be honest, I don't see it impossible that he would come back at some point. Really? So that person is a good question because I saw one of the people comment on their, this just goes to show you that these pro drivers, they just do it for a paycheck and they don't want to do it. They, why don't they, um, why don't they go privateer and come back and do this? Well, when if you've been paid to do something all your life, right? If you got to a point where you've been paid to travel on the road and race RC cars, you know how expensive it can be as well, right? And yeah. you, that support that you have of a bigger team and just doing all that stuff. What? Like, I think once you lose that ride, your whole goal to it's like any other athlete when they retire, right? You know, Tom Brady, he unretired twice. Well, see, well, he did unretire. He came back and had a winning year with Tampa Bay. Um, won a Super Bowl of Tampa Bay, but RC's a little different, right? And I think if you haven't traveled around as an RC player, as an RC driver full time, you wouldn't understand it. 
it's whack. It's 24-7 all the time. Yeah. And, and I think if you can't do it to that level that you wanted to do it to prior to that, you know, what you was in your heyday or not even in your prime and you're getting paid to do this, it's a bit of memory of what you used to be like. Yeah. Yeah, and the biggest difficulty about RC is you have to work like a professional athlete. But in a non-professional paid. setting. Yeah, but you also get paid like a regular worker, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's a reason why professional athletes, you know, like, it's it's an, um, it's an interesting job because you could easily retire at 35 and do very well for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. RC isn't like that. You no. either have to figure something out at 35 or 30, like Ty is doing, or you have to find something else within the industry to mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. or then just be like insanely talented. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? It's a shame. Uh, I know that uh, Corey Jackenberg 5150 re- re- released an extended version of the 2014 Worlds. So I'm going to go have a look at that. And it's probably got some stuff in there. He was very vocal about X-ray and what he thought about them and all that type of stuff and Proline and everything else when I when I interviewed him. And um, I want to say maybe Ty just wants to be a regular dude for a change. He's got a kid coming. He's going to go welding. You know, probably going to make good money um, doing welding and just working a nine-to-five. Well, probably, probably not a nine-to-five, but, you know, working a regular job, coming home to his... And there we go. Two hours and five minutes. We are working. We're going to work on that. And yeah. um, I think uh, part of me is sad to see, even though like he was not my favorite driver or like a good friend of mine, it, it just, it's a little bit sad because, you know, um, this man still had some gas left in the tank, in my opinion. And I think he could have made this and I think he could have done this. Um, so I wish him all the best, and I want to say thank you, Ty, Gord, and the Tasman family for all the contributions that you have made to RC Racing. You definitely have made some positive uh, contributions. I always said they operated in the gray area, and um, I still believe they did. And it's going to be weird not seeing them at races anymore. So this now brings up the, the big question, though. What does X-Ray do in America now? So... Some are saying Paul Sicarello. Some are saying Paul Lemieux. I heard that the guy, Drew Ellis, from the on-road side of things, is the team manager. Who do they get to be a one, their one-eight scale driver? This is why I thought the Fullers would be a great a great uh, example to go in there. Um, now I'm thinking maybe, you know, I just looked at the Clash of Champions. They got a big team going there for one-tenth scale. Who takes up that mantle from where? Who's going to start doing things for X-Ray in, in America? I don't know. Okay. Here's a business plan for X-Ray. You can uh, uh, send a check to my mailbox. So this is what you do. You focus on your touring and tennis scale. Uh, They're both growing markets in America. They're both doing well. Uh, You finally have a good tool drive car. Um, Market it for stock racers. Um, Have your team manager be from touring slash 10 scale um you have much more credibility on the modern carpet tracks than someone like associated it's like a schumacher between a schumacher and associated okay so you have more credibility in on-road more credibility 
in uh, carpet off-road than you have in HCO, okay? And then when you have that market established, you have a good team structure, you have good dynamics in there, you start to expand to HCO in that same way. Yeah, during all this time, you could have people like Fullers who also race 10 scale during the winter time um, to sort of get to know the team, get to know the team managers, have a good team culture, okay? And then through Fuller Brothers having good results, um, have that more credibility in American market, you know? And little by little, you will get those people running X-ray off-road, and then you can separate the two where you have off-road team management and on-road slash 10 scale team management. Okay. So the guy Drew Alice actually is from the on-road side of things. But yeah. the problem with Drew is, I, if I'm not mistaken, having some health issues where he had to get some surgery and stuff like that, where he's learning to walk and all that there. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that's going. I wish him a speedy recovery, but... Yeah. Obviously, the be- like they just need a good person to do it really like don't get a guy who i think paul lemieux is a good person that could probably do it but we'll see yeah that he they sound interesting the lemieux because his son Mm -hmm. is doing really well right Mm -hmm. he's really fast these days so i don't know i think are we gonna see david come over and race more in america that'd be good i mean yeah i think i think david will come over and race more because he's really good at races like dnc Obviously, a bit worried about the tire situation, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he'll really? be better this year. He'd be much more prepared for sure. Because I think the first time he ever uh, ran the t- uh, Matrix tires was before DNC, and they didn't work. Well, let's see what they they might have come up with something over the last year. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see that Ronald Falk just got his new nitro car. Is built about he's had it. He's building that. Uh, I know his first race is going to be Montpellier. I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what what X-ray does. I'm very interested to see what the Fullers do with if SWAX is their destination or if they go X-ray. But I'm pretty sure it's SWAX. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's, it's been a very a very busy silly season again once again this year um and uh it's interesting to see still we're still waiting on some moves to be uh uh verified and of course posts to come out i thought we would have seen it by now i thought we might have i thought we actually might have seen someone we was recording this but max um we're going to go into a next little section i want to talk about what we're going to think about what's coming up in 2024 what's your plans what's my plans I know we're supposed to do questions, but we're running out of time. Um, so I want to say thank you to Techno RC for all the continued support. Uh, somebody, two people won two $100 certificates from Techno RC on the Christmas show. You better go watch it and find out. Techno RC. Techno RC is a championship winning manufacturer of high performance A scale, 10 scale, nitro, and electric RC buggies and trucks. With a worldwide dealer network, USA and Europe based headquarters, comprehensive warranty program, and global race support, Techno RC is excellence in RC. View the full lineup of Techno RC race-proven vehicles by visiting www.technorc.com. 
All right. Thank you to TechnoRC as well as thank you to Sidewinder Fuel for all their support. Morgan Fuel has been collaborating with many of the world's top drivers for over 35 years. This has enabled them to test our fuels in the most competitive and challenging situations to take the development of competition fuels to the next level. The result is Sidewinder, the market's most powerful racing fuel. This fuel has been track tested and proven by national and world champions such as Ryan Cavallari, Ryan Mayfield, Greg Degani, Mark Vitas, and many more. Their top drivers, a little bump. These drivers appreciate that Sidewind is blended perfectly with the high-performance needs of competitive racing. Don't let victory slip through your fingers. Purchase Sidewinder today. All right, Max. Um, I know we were supposed to do questions, but we probably have another hour's worth of questions. I, I have to have, I'm running out of time. You're running out of time. We will get back to these questions. I have them all saved. Don't worry, people. We will get back to them. Uh, at some point when I get back from this trip, or maybe even while I'm at this trip, I'll try and record with you one day, and we'll get to them. Maybe, maybe I can, I can like record myself just answering to them. I think I that would be a good like idea. We'll, we'll do it on the NRC. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll get you set up here on the Streamyard, and then you can do it. Yeah. All right. So it's not that we don't want to do them. It's just that we tried to. We're trying to do two hours today, and that's it. I still have to go pack. So, yeah, and I have a girlfriend, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, Max, uh, it's 2024, new beginnings. Um, I wanted to just pick your brain real quick because I know you're heavily designing the Mayako Truggy. Even though you dislike Truggy, can you give people a little bit of insight as to what you're trying to do different with this truck? And um, even though you dislike this, this class so much, you're actually designing one. Uh, what are some of the more difficult or easy things to do with this? Um, well, with the Truggy, I think uh, our goal is to make, well, I would say that <laughs> my personal goals are, one, to make it using as little um, new parts as possible. So, okay. That's like from a purely engineering standpoint. So understanding kind of what's important, what's not, um, what's like most important about the shock geometry and how we can um, especially make it more, you know, low center of gravity. I think those have been my biggest things. And by that, we can also, you know, shave some um, extra parts off. Um, so that's been from an engineering standpoint. Then from um, like a performance standpoint, I think the biggest things that I'd be interested in uh, so far has been to fix the sort of issues that the short wheelbase causes. So as it is, struggies are much shorter than they are wide currently. So how do we make it so that the car doesn't really dive into the corner? How do we make it so that the rear end isn't too, like, foldy? But we get the traction out of the corners, and I think that was the biggest weakness we had at AMS. Um, but I think the Mayako platform actually works as a quite a good starting point for a Chuggy. Uh, so I'm quite actually pleased about that being the case. Um, since the car drives kind of uh, calm to begin with and the truggy the shortness of the chassis makes it so that the truggy is naturally a bit more you know 
aggressive in in the way it uh, rotates and so on. Um, okay. So I think that so far I've been it's been surprisingly easy. I don't. Well, I I spoke about this with Joseph, but because he has some ideas as well mm -hmm. that he wants to incorporate. Um, but I think for now, the biggest thing is to make it um, a very you know neutral handling truggy. Because I every time I've driven a truggy, the issue has been that it's it's it doesn't drive neutral. It it goes nose up, like rear end up. You know that's kind of the feeling. So I, my goal has been to find ways to get rid of that, uh, get to a baseline where you know you can have a very balanced car that's also very tunable, and also like make it so that it's um, easy for the customer, um, especially at the beginning stage, because we're doing um, an MPC release this year. So for those people who are part of the Mayaka performance community, you can get an early prototype of the Truggy during this year. Hopefully sooner the better. We are finalizing, you know, um, the products at this point to get them into production. So if you're really interested in joining Mayako and think like you're not joining because of they don't have a Truggy, well, if you join the MPC, you actually might have a chance to get one this year. Um, but yeah, I think I was like really happy how Robert did at AMS because I was always a bit scared that the main issue we would have would be speed. I, I knew that, you know, we can make it easy to drive with like simple things, but then we would lose speed. But luckily that wasn't the case. So yeah, I'm actually quite pumped about it. I think I've, I've been able to achieve already quite a bit of the goals. You're on mute. <laughs> my next question to you would be, um, one of the questions that we had, and my buddy keeps asking me, Blake, he wants to know what, and Lance keeps saying he wants to bring you to a race too. <laughs> so he can, oh my gosh, I said, Lance, you'll end up leaving, uh, leaving Max on the side of the road. So he goes, no, I'll break him. <laughs> and, um, no one's going to break me. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're, one of the races would, uh, well, I, I think it would be good for you to come over to, a race in America, do a clinic, something like that. We can do a podcast, some, do some racing, help people with their cars. Um, I'd like to see you come to maybe like a FRCC race or maybe a buggy land race. What is, what is a race? I, like the Southeast. I think it's definitely the Southeast. I think the Southeast would appreciate you. Maybe the Northeast or PNW, you know, California, they're going to be like, Oh, it's just a mini JQ. We don't want him around her. But yeah, Joseph has kind of ruined California for me because I, <laughs> I really liked driving at like Thunder Rally mm -hmm. because like and also the like the weather, it's so much better in West mm -hmm. Coast. But I think the East Coast, uh I do think the people are much better in the East Coast by far. Oh my gosh, now you're gonna get in trouble. Not that I think that yeah, definitely when it comes to you and JQ, I think the people appreciate more of you guys in the East coast than they do in the on in California. Yeah. That's not because of you. That's because of JQ. Well, maybe that, but I, I do think like, even like looking at people, like the other people, how they interact with each other. I think the vibe is much more positive on the East coast. Well, I think it's, I think, um, 
I've always, I'm not, I love going to the West Coast. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like it because I, I enjoy it. But the Southeast def, definitely has a, a very nice hospitality. Oh, towards it. yeah. So what I, race would you like to come to? In some sense, I, I think, I think I'd like to go to somewhere in Florida, to be honest. I think Florida would be, because I've never visited. Okay. So... You want to go Disney World? No, no, but I think you want to see alligators. Oh yeah, they have freaking alligators there. I've never seen actually, oh, but I think I really liked S and B last time we went. But I don't think they have that many big races there. Um, you like Florida? I, you like yeah? Florida. But I, th- I would like to go to PMB because it's, in my opinion, it's kind of a good time of the year. But that town. Was really depressing, <laughs> you know. You know, you would like, you would like, uh, Wicked Weekend would be a nice race. You would like, yeah. I think Wicked Weekend would be probably or one of, or yeah, or I would, I would say come to a Florida RC Championships race. Yeah, that could be smaller, a little smaller, but you know, uh, when I say no big names and stuff like that, but you can definitely help people out a lot more and have enjoy yourself and yeah, yeah. you would, you would enjoy it. Yeah, but I would like it to be because you know I've traveled. Uh, because of RC quite a bit but it's always like the tracks you know always like in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like that's recently, RC, dude. yeah I know but recently I've been much more interested in going to places where the tracks are close to the big cities okay so all right that's why I think Florida would be good maybe yeah I don't think AMS would be good I would like AMS because of the format but then again I think like a smaller race would be more interesting because you get to meet people much better. Yeah, I would say so. Um, all right. Uh, what would you like to see happen in the podcast this year? Real quick. Mm, you know what? I'd like to talk to a guest. Really? you like yeah. to do an interview? Yeah. Okay. We can make that happen. Like a three three way interview, or three one have a three. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, never done it before. So that could be nice. Or, or you just want to interview somebody? I think I think it could be good because then if I suck at interviewing, you could just handle the situation. <laughs> okay, I think we'll make that happen. I was, we'll think, make that happen. I was thinking like because that could be because I, sometimes I have some people. Maybe we get some Japanese guy on here, and then I'm there. You know. Just being a pure fanboy. Uh, well, they have to be somebody that can speak really good English. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe a Finnish guy, famous Finnish guy. Maybe like Timo Lino or what his name is. Jake, JQ's hero. Yeah, but I Lucas mean, he would be, yeah, but I think they have so many stories to tell that you know it would be better just them to tell it. And I know most okay. of like them stories already. Okay, all right, cool. Well. I think my new. I need to figure out someone who I want to interview, and then we. Absolutely, absolutely. Nayato, Nayato, work on it. Yeah. Does he speak English? (laughs) Not very good. Okay, but that won't be fun. Um. So this is part of because people ask what our New Year's resolutions are. Um, for me, I would. I still want to. I think, I want to be the podcast to be, one of the things that still, like spearhead and change in RC. Well, like, when the first one's in, get all blooded up and clear the path for everybody else so they don't get, become, they don't feel the fire. You want to become an activist? 
RC no, activists. <laughs> no, I think we already are RC activists. Yeah. Um, I definitely would like to see the podcast make some more money. Um, that would be great. Uh, I am definitely thoroughly enjoying working along the commentary side. I want to get better at that and strive to do better things with that, working with the guys that I work with <clears throat> and continue to work with other people too, like RC Racing TV, Live RC is possible um, because I really enjoy that part of it. And I, 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 one of my goals is, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I really like to get over to Asia. Uh, I would like to go to the Philippine Masters. I would also like to go to a boat race this year. And I would love to go to something like Axial Fest this year. That would be a goal. And I really am enjoying these trips. I'm enjoying that part of it. Um, and yeah, I just want to keep the ball rolling, you know, and health. Health-wise, I am definitely too freaking fat. I need to lose some weight. So that is one. <laughs> we, I know people say that all the time, but I am too fat and I need to lose some weight. And uh, and, and that is, I'm gonna, I need to do that by getting out and doing some RC too. Crawling and boats yeah. and all that type of stuff. Getting up yeah, being dude, active. You, don't you guys now have a track in the Dominican? Uh, on-road track. So on-road. I do would like to race on-road. I do need to get, I want to get, Two GTs, an e- e- electric and an on-road and a nitro one, S-Wax, X-Ray, if any of you heard. Serpent. Um, so I definitely want to do that. Uh, and I'm not saying I want to go crazy. I just want to lose some weight, you know, and be healthy. And that's something I want to do. And I want to do that so I can go on these trips more and be less, you know, these trips do wear me out when I call them. I'm very tired, but uh, I'm getting used to it. But I love it. I enjoy it. And I just want the podcast to still stay true to its roots to an extent, but also be progressed forward. And yeah, I would like to see you do more stuff. Like, like, yeah, if we can't answer the questions, you answer them. Yeah, I've been you know that. stuff like I, that. that. Yeah, I think I need to do like geeking out videos because in the podcast, it's always we have like two and a half hours down, and then I'm like, hey, you want to talk about this pan car front end? And you're like, what a million seed before I even get started. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think that could be one thing that I'd like to do because I've been very into making the Facebook posts and stuff, which I'm doing a lot more. Which you're going to have to do while I'm on this trip, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've been traveling so much. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Also, what I'd like to see in RC as a whole is I want to see us start progressively making an attempt to stop saying we're never going to grow to at least saying let's, we're going to grow. And I would like to start seeing us progressively making a, 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 a united push. You know what I mean? What, whatever country you're from, whatever company you run for, whatever class you run, whatever you run for, I'd like to see us start making a united push to promote our sport and get more people involved in it. And by any means possible. But it has to be united. And we have to get yeah. united about something. And I think growing RC should be something we should all be united on and we should all take seriously. It's, it's 2024, people. Let's stop saying why we can't do something and let's start saying why can't we? Not why can't we. Let's, say, let's just say why we can't and why we can. That's my <laughs> I, I think I think you said it the right the first time. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Why can't a... <laughs> we? Yeah. yeah. Don't ask why we can't. Ask why can't we? There we exactly. go. You know yeah. what I mean. All right, Max. Yeah. Um, it was a good chat with you. Yeah. I'll leave you the keys to the stream yard. Yeah. 
you, I'll leave you the keys to the stream yard. You can do your questions while I'm going. Think of a guest you want to interview. Uh, also, if you guys have any suggestions for guests, I still want to talk to Adam Drake. I still want to get Jeremy Quartz on her. I want to get Masami Hirasaka on her. I want to get John Hazelwood on her. Who else? There's some. Uh, there's people like that I want to talk to. I need a Joel Johnson is one guy I want to get on her. Matt Francis is one guy I want to get on her. B Rose is one guy I want to get on her. More onward guys. So I still have that. I still want to do Spanish podcast. Robert was just asking me about that. So there's a lot of work to do. We're just getting started. Thank you, everybody, for support. We greatly appreciate it. We can't do this without you. Thank you, Max, for all your hard work. Shout out to the NNRC squad around the world. Shout out to all the NNRC patrons, YouTube members. If you wish to support this podcast in a more financial way, you can with the Patreon or YouTube members. We greatly appreciate it. If you're a company and you think this is a great platform to advertise on, hit me up. We have tiers for everybody. I currently like to say thank you to all these companies for supporting us. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Corsa Tech USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race Tires, Mayaku, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Stacked RC, Donizen RC, Carl RC, Racecraft USA, Florida Carpet Champion, sorry, Florida, I always say that, Florida RC Championships, also Florida Carpet Championships, great, I love that race, uh, Elite RC Productions, WRC, shout out to SJ Racing, Gene Strout, House of RC, RCGP, David Ronafalk, Jared Tebow, Robert Badier, Alexander Hagberg, everybody's favorite Mexican stock racer, Matty G. Uh, we also forgot to say that you can also find all the uh, RC moves on House of RC. We'll post a link in the written description. Max will send that to me. And um, yeah, thank you guys. It's been an awesome 2023. We look forward to a 2024. We hope you enjoyed this Geeking Out podcast. And uh, silly season's almost over. Let's get ready to race. Let's get It's almost time to race. Oh, and don't forget, we have the Elite RC Productions virtual series coming up, too. So that's gonna be fun. Dang, that's good. Yeah, Max, are you are you peeing? No, it's my girlfriend. She's washing her hands. So what okay. a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you for your time. Have a good one, and I will talk to you later. Thank you, everybody. Nitrous glory, e buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding your slide, sliding, have a great 2024, everybody. Start your 2024. See everybody at Beast of the East this weekend. And uh, Lefty and Max, we are out. As soon as I find this outro, which I found it earlier, now I need to find it again. Goodbye, everybody. Happy New Year. And Max, First podcast of the year. Yeah, and get yourself a damn power cable for your camera so it stops cutting out like this. That is an order. Yeah. That's a New Year's promise, okay? That, that should be done by the next time we record. With that said, we are out. See you later, Max.